And good morning. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Would you rather Wednesday edition of GCR? I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. You might see in the camera shot, Griffin's camera shot, my friend uh, Rami, my buddy who you've heard with us a couple times over on 105.7 The Fan. He's uh, hanging out, sort of learning uh, what Griffin does because he's going to be hanging out with us for a few days coming up when uh, Griff... Griffin and I are both headed to Disney World in the next couple of weeks. It's a very odd scenario that's playing out where both Griffin and I are going to be gone for a bit. If we plan better, we could have just gone together, I guess. Uh, you want to go watch my kids for the week? Well, by all means. No. By all means, pal. You go right ahead. In fact, I'll just stay here. I'll stay right here in Baltimore, and Robbie and I will do the show next week. You go down and watch the kids. We can just cancel Glenn's portion of a trip to Disney World entirely. I am good with that. No? Nah, it's worth right. it. It's worth the shot. Yeah. Worth I mean, the shot. You worth were just going to pass on Disney World altogether? Oh, Griffin. I would pay money to do that. It would be cheaper than going. It's the happiest place on earth. For who? I think, exactly. I think it's supposed to be everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. When you don't get the bill, maybe. Maybe when you don't get the bill, it's the happiest place on earth. Wait till you get that bill. Then tell me about how happy a place it is on earth. Go ahead, do that. I'm trying to. Everybody keeps telling me I'm being too negative about it. Like, bro, what am I supposed to be? Let's <laughs> be happy. Th thank you. What I really wanted to do is pay one fee in order to get in, another fee in order to be able to ride the rides, and another fee in order to be able to ride the ride that my kids want to ride. That's swell. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Go ahead. Why even bother putting the condom on? Uh, wait, what? What? We got a lot to do on the program today. Uh, coming up in a bit, um, uh, we you know we chatted yesterday with Bryant McCanning, the former Ravens offensive tackle. He was inducted or announced for induction to the College Football Hall of Fame. So was former Navy coach Paul Johnson. We're going to catch up with him. It's been a while since we caught up with Paul Johnson. I think he after he retired from Georgia Tech, he came back and uh, he consulted the Ravens for a little bit as they were moving into a run, 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 run all the time offense. So we'll catch up with Paul Johnson this morning. Drew Forrester will stop by, as he does on every Wednesday, for better or worse. And uh, also later on this morning, our buddy Kadri Ismail will join us. We will talk some Ravens with him. And we will get you segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night with special guest Kyle Hamilton. Give me a second there. This was the final scheduled show of the season with us uh, and Tyus Bowser. And what a season it was. Thank you to all of you who came out throughout the course of the year, all the great guests that Tyus brought out. It was an amazing year, not just Kyle Hamilton last night, but Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey, Justin Houston, Calais Campbell. I mean, a who's who of stars of this football team that Tyus brought out with him all year long. An honor to work with Tyus and Rita throughout the course of the season. Um, we will hope to try to do it again next year. We, we you know, we'll, we'll see. And... Tyus did promise, hey, if we win the Super Bowl, we're definitely doing another show. And you never know if for some reason things start clicking. Maybe we just decide that it's time to do another show. But as of right now, it's the final scheduled show of the year. Thanks to Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, for making it possible, as well as our partners with Great Eights Memorabilia, everyone, my guy John Miller from the AC Sports Report. Just an uh, incredible experience again this year in all of the great places that we went out to, not just um, obviously, uh, Guilford Hall Brewery last night, but man, we had some uh, awesome locations throughout the year where we were. Mothers, of course, and uh, gosh, I just I couldn't I couldn't say enough 
Couldn't say enough about what an amazing experience it was. So you'll hear segment number one today. If you want to listen to the entire show combined, it's available, and you'll also hear it Friday night on 105.7 The Fan, the Tyus Bowser Show with Kyle Hamilton. Speaking of the Ginsu Kamado Grill, you still have through the end of this week to use the code TAILGATE and save $100 at GinsuGrills.com. Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for searing, grilling, baking, smoking, all kinds of food. Again, GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. Obviously, two big stories today, and we'll talk about those right out of the shoot. Number one, after the show ended yesterday, the Roquan Smith deal was announced. I don't know how much there really is to say about it. It's great. Roquan Smith is a game changer. Roquan Smith is a superstar. I love the Ravens locking up Roquan Smith for five years. That's wonderful news. I, there is no catch. You can say, I know it's going to be easy to say, well, it's an off-ball linebacker. You shouldn't be paying any off-ball linebacker that amount of money. Did you watch the team this season? Did you watch... How one of the bottom seven defenses in football became the number three defense in all of football the minute Roquan Smith arrived. Did you notice that? I understand that we have devalued off-ball linebackers. I understand that entirely. But anyone who watched Roquan Smith play this year understands he's far more than your typical off-ball linebacker. The second dumb thing that we'll say is, well, this means you can't sign Lamar Jackson, which is absurd. I mean, it's just patently absurd. Doesn't mean they will, as we talked about on ad nauseum. I can't see the future. You'd probably know that based on my record and picks this season. I can't see the future. I couldn't see that the jelly beans were going to fall off the table. I couldn't see that. If I could have, I probably would have done something about it. But I couldn't see that. I can't see the future. I don't know what's going to end up, end up happening with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. What I know with certainty is that they absolutely have enough money to sign both Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson, and this is the dirty little secret, and do more than that. I know it's going to sound crazy. And it's not just because the cap's going up this season. That is part of the reason why they have that much, but it's also because of the way contracts are structured. When you do a contract, the numbers in the initial couple of seasons are always lower because you don't have a lot of guys that are locked up long-term. So you can push money back, and then you can convert some of that money in order to become guarantees instead to avoid deeper cap hits. It's not just that the cap isn't real, right? Like That's always the easy thing we say, is the cap isn't real. And to some extent, that's true. There's always something you can do. Always. But it's beyond that. It's just looking purely at the money the Ravens have. They've got the money. That isn't a problem. Now, it might become a problem if they have to franchise tag Lamar and they don't get a deal done. Then it becomes a bigger problem. Then it's all coming off at one time. For the record, they could still absolutely do not be confused by someone who tries to tell you they couldn't afford that. They could. They could absorb that, but it would limit them in anything else they want to do. And then the secondary question that we all ask is, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you have just signed a long-term deal? Because you've already told the player exactly what you think they're worth. There's no negotiating for a number below that at that point. You're guaranteeing all of that money for the season. So you're saying, we're willing to guarantee all of this money for you. 
You can't turn around and say, but what will really pay you long-term is about $10 million less than that. It don't work that way. You're telling them what their value is. So it would be a dumb thing. It would make no sense for the Ravens to have Lamar Jackson play out on the franchise tag. And it's why the expectation for a lot of people is that if they don't get a deal done with Lamar Jackson, then they would end up trading him before they would have to be locked in come July to the tag number. But they 1,000% could afford either way. Definitely can afford it getting a deal done. Absolutely could still afford it even if they had to with a tag. It just wouldn't make sense. And that might limit specifically what else they were able to do for next year as far as whether or not there might be you know, the DeAndre Hopkins of the world that you're all clamoring for, not that I actually think that's real. And then, yes, my buddy Rami tweeted me yesterday and said he's not quite washed enough for the Ravens to be in the market for him. And you know what? There's something to be said for that, and I wish there wasn't. So that's the first part of it is the Roquan Smith thing. Absolutely couldn't get me to say a negative word about it. That's the way it goes. Uh, game-changing players cost money. You want to have game-changing players on your roster, you got to pay them money. That's the way that it goes. Look, I'd like to have game-changing players at other positions. I'd like for there to be a game-changing player at wide receiver. But the idea that you just get rid of a game-changing player because it's not the most important position on the field, you, you, don't, you don't pay Zach Orr $20 million a year you, you pay a game-changer. Roquan Smith is a game-changer. The better argument would be, what does that mean for Patrick Queen? And that, I don't, I don't know the answer. Because I don't know what the market will be for Patrick Queen. Obviously, he had an outstanding season, despite the fact that Griffin doesn't want to admit it. He had an incredible season. I don't know what that will make the ultimate market for Patrick Queen. But there's a better argument for, you're not going to be able to pay big money to two inside linebackers. And that that might end up being where you have to consider doing something else. I don't know. I think it means Josh Bonds is coming back. Well, it could always anything could mean Josh Bonds. I is do like Josh back. Bonds. Of course, of course, of course. I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna. We don't have the time for it today. We got things to do. Can't deal with it now. I'm sorry. I want to trust me. There's lots of things I want to say, but I don't have time for it. Um, it still doesn't guarantee that either. Like, again, because I just don't know what the market will look like for Patrick Queen. But there's absolutely, I think, a more relevant conversation to be had about can you afford to pay two inside linebackers when you've already paid one $20 million a year? And that would be where I would say if, if it costs somebody, I think it's more likely to cost Patrick Queen than the idea that this has something to do with Lamar Jackson, which is absurd. Now, that being said, speaking of Lamar Jackson, the news this morning from Ian Rappaport continues to trend in the wrong way. And we've gone from Adam Schefter saying the other day there was a strong chance that Lamar Jackson would play to now Ian Rappaport describing it as an uphill battle. That's the word. Those are the words. I guess they're two. Uphill battle for Lamar Jackson to play. Does not expect him to return to practice today. The Ravens practice this afternoon. As I said yesterday, it would be one of the more anticipated practices in Ravens history because, again, when have you ever anticipated a practice in Ravens history? According to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, expectation is Lamar doesn't practice today. As I said yesterday, if he doesn't practice today, it's not a guarantee 
that he couldn't come back. This is Lamar Jackson we're talking about. If he shows up and practices on Friday, they're not going to suddenly say, whoa, whoa. We got all these other guys. No way. It doesn't work that way. But you can start to read between the tea leaves. Expectation from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network is that Lamar Jackson won't play on Sunday. Now, in your mind, that means he's done for the year. Well, they're not going to say that because there is always the whatever possibility that the Ravens somehow figure out a way to beat the Bengals. But there's no getting around it. If this is confirmed, this is crushing. This completely sucks the wind out of your sails. It would be wrong to broadly say the Ravens have no chance without Lamar Jackson because this is football and things happen in football and we've all seen times when we thought something couldn't happen. My God, the the Titans nearly won the AFC South with Josh Dobbs playing quarterback. Didn't realize Josh Dobbs, not exactly a looker, by the way. I don't know if we have... uh, we have time to talk about that. It was something that jumped out at me during the football game on Saturday night. Very smart. Very smart. Not the most attractive. How do you know he's so smart? He's like a rocket scientist. Oh, is he really? Yes. Like legitimately, he's a rocket scientist. Not maybe the smartest quarterback of all time. But, you know, very smart human. He's going to be okay if that's the last pass he ever threw in his football career. He's going to be all right. Um... I don't know how I got I'm sorry. I don't know how I got there. Things happen in football. The idea that this, I, I can't say with certainty it's over. Now, when I say they have a chance, it's, I wrote about this the other day for Pressbox. It's, they have a chance. We're going to not feel good about it. Well, I'll watch, but it's going to be a pain until somehow proven otherwise. There's no getting around it. This is it's devastating for the feel of the playoffs in Baltimore. It just doesn't feel. You all know what it's like in most years when the Ravens get to the playoffs. It is, you know, festivus, right? Like it's T-shirt shops popping up on street corners. It's everybody sticking a car flag in and driving around and honking. You know, like it's all of that. And if today Lamar Jackson went out on the practice field, it would feel all of a sudden, like playoff football in Baltimore. It would feel real. It would feel like this week mattered. But if Lamar Jackson's not going to go out and get on the field, there's just no way. There's no way that we are going to feel even an ounce of that. Um, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And it, again, as I keep trying to explain, it doesn't mean there's no chance. But it's crushing. There's no way around that. It's utterly crushing if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. And then, you know, it also welcomes if the Ravens do indeed lose on Sunday night, more the conversation about where exactly they are with Lamar Jackson and the fact that he didn't play down. Like, it it welcomes all of that, and it just, it sucks. It's a crappy feeling to have in a time where you have a transcendent athlete that you just want to be able to celebrate and enjoy knowing he's, Essentially the entirety of the football team. So I don't really have I, – I wish I had more to say. I wish I could say it more eloquently, but that's kind of where we are. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by – this one's brought to you by UMBC Basketball. 
They're uh, they're hot right now. Got a big win at Bryan over the weekend, and they're back for a couple of games this week. Two chances to get to the rack. Not the rack anymore. Of course, it's the peak. The rack's the old place. The peak. Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Saturday at 1 or Monday at 5 to check out the Retrievers against Maine and Hartford, respectively. Get your tickets, umbcretrievers.com. We come back in. We're going to catch up with Paul Johnson, former Navy football coach. He's headed into the college football. What? Cadre, Cadre, Cadre's next. Yeah. I did my math wrong. Sorry, I didn't. It's not on Griffin at all. He told me that. I knew that, and I just screwed it up. Everything else is on Griffin. This one is on me. Cadre Ismail joins us next. We'll talk about what chance. I, that's what I wanted to do. What chance might the Ravens have without Lamar Jackson? I wanted to do that. Here on Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets start at over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license, and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. 
Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. <sighs> I, I don't know what this guy's doing. I have no idea why Where's he's here. Uh, there's oh, there's well. one over here. There's we have four. You're Johnny's gonna be okay. Got, Johnny's it's got Rami. You know who he is. Rami. You work with him. For God's sake. Rami's a Jets fan. How'd that go this year for you? <laughs> you can cash. I'd, hey, I'd, you know where I'm going on Friday? By the way, Rami, you could help me with something. I'm. You know what? This is God's problem. I'm, I'm so glad we decided to do this today. This is God's problem. So glad. I'm going to the garden Friday. Okay. Can you help me? With what? Getting in? No, I'm already getting in. Can you? What do you? What do you, what do you I want wanna, him to do? Can you get me? Uh, can you give, get me? Give Rami like, the mic for a second. Can you get give me into the Billy Joel meet and greet? The Billy Joel meet and greet. Uh, I, I, let me remind well, I got, you. Let me, I got hold, a, on, hold on. Hang on. Hold on. I got a funny feeling you'll be able to do that in Baltimore a little. Let bit me later remind on you of this was the conversation that Rami had last two two weeks ago with me or a week ago. Yeah, I grew up in the garden. I I, I, I carried Willis Reed's bags in. I knew uh, I knew everybody. I knew I knew Phil I knew Phil Jackson and Phil and I had coffee together like not the exact conversation, but what am I supposed to do? Text my friend, say, "Hey, this guy who I do radio with in Baltimore wants to meet." I, you keep going. <laughs> yes, you keep going. You figured it out. That's exactly <laughs> what he's looking for you to do. You're, you figured it out. You, keep going because you, you're you, really close. You solved the problem. The next step is eradicating. <laughs> <laughs> you have identified the problem. What am I the supposed to do? Step. Ask my friend yeah, if yeah. this guy in Baltimore can meet Billy Joel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, Oh man! You so you're gonna work on that? Die. You're gonna work? Yeah, you better. Are you really send going to? Text, like, are you really going to see Billy? I am Friday night. Why wouldn't you just wait for the show? Because here it's the... uh, got a big birthday celebration going on up in New York on uh, this weekend. Who? You? Yeah. I'm, oh, that's right. It is your birthday. I forgot about yeah, it. So my best friend from high school just turned sixty on December thirtieth, mm -hmm. and I turned sixty on January thirtieth. So we're like, hey, he's like, why don't you come up? We can't believe you're only sixty. There's no me way. neither. He said, why don't you come up that weekend? And we'll goof around. We'll, you know, we'll go right, to New York and right. do stupid stuff like we used to do when we were 21. And the first thing I did is I'm like, there's no way Billy Joel's playing there that weekend, right? Mm -hmm. went, to, went online, and he is. And the Caps are playing the Islanders Monday. Are you sticking around? No, I'm oh, coming home. Right. Well, that's a shame. That's yeah. a real shame. I've seen him up there four or five times. Is he the one coming to the – I heard it wasn't him. Oh, I, I, don't oh. Think I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to say anything Oh, about it's Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks? Right. Okay. I didn't say I didn't say a word. They're going to sell out seventy thousand seats. Joining us now here on GCR. I don't buy I'm, that. Sure, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I want to make that abundantly clear. I don't. I've said I don't nothing. think they can sell out seventy thousand seats. Hey, you can cash in on the Ravens Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to pressboxonline.com/offers. Sign up and bet twenty dollars with Caesar's Sportsbook and automatically get one hundred dollars in additional free bets. Just bet twenty dollars and get another one hundred dollars to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com/offers now to start winning. Joining us now here on GCR, of course, one of our favorites. Uh, he once came golfing with Drew and I and Rick from Reisterstown. I don't even That's know who this is. That's a true story. Who it's Kadri. Oh, Kadri Ishmael. Oh, okay. Ishmael's with us Yeah, now. We, he hasn't <laughs> talked to me since Rick and Reisterstown <laughs> Really weird out. how that worked out. Right. Drew said, why don't you come out and play some golf with us, Kadri's like, that sounds like a fun way to spend the day. It's like, Rick from Reisterstown's going to be there. And Kadri said, don't call me any longer. Never invite me out to another one of these. What's going on, brother? How are you? Wow, I, I never got an invite back out. Y'all just, like, left the brother hanging. I don't think that's what happened. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not. Was that not really? All the play? I blame you because you know I'm not. The I, I'm, the, I'm the golfer. Yeah, I don't correct. Know. I, I blame you. For Here's me. what I'm going to blame him for is it, are you still fit enough to at least give us 500 or 600 yards and 65 <laughs> catches? 
I am fit enough to talk about every bit of those 65 <laughs> catches and all that. Okay, guys, on this route, he ran a oh, comeback. Man. Now, he got his depth. He sunk his hips, and he came out of his route, <laughs> caught the ball nicely. That's what we can do. But if Deshaun Jackson ain't getting any love, man, there's nobody going to get any love that's north of 35. Do you? Well, let me ask you this. When you watch the uh, – do you, do you get offended, I guess is the right word, do you get offended as a former receiver and a high-quality one? Do you get offended by all of the chatter in town about how much these wide receivers stink? Do you personally, because you know how hard it I is. Don't, I, I, I don't necessarily. So here here's the thing. In the beginning of the year when, or off-season, I should say, not year, but the off-season when everyone was like, oh, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? And in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, give the guys their opportunity to shine. And they haven't done anything negative that would warrant any necessary criticism. So training camp comes, training camp goes, and lo and behold, we're ready to go first game of the year. And you see where, like, okay, this group, they're showing up. But as the year goes, your body of work has to get better. And I didn't see the, hey, they took the necessary next steps to put themselves in the conversation as upper-tier receiving core. And so it didn't help that Bateman went down. It didn't help that DuVernay went quiet. And then all of a sudden he goes down with the injury. It didn't help those things. And and then it makes it even worse when you got Demarcus Robinson, who, you know, some games he's good, some games he disappears. Some games he, you know, makes a play. Other games he's fumbling the ball. Um, it doesn't help when you got James Boche, who makes, you know, strong, you know, uh, uh, not contested catches, but uh, outside the framework type of a catch, good catch radius look. And then all of a sudden it doesn't help when you're needed and you're stepping out of bounds. Like, that. that's where I think – you know, you're, you're going to incur the wrath of the fan base, and rightly so. Uh, it ain't great. I mean, this is the, the, the Prochet thing was alarming to me, man. Like, I think this, this fan base got drunk on Steve Smith yelling about James Prochet a couple weeks ago, and it just never made sense to me that, like, the expectation of this franchise or this fan base was, hey, a sixth-round pick should be able to solve the problem. Like, I, he is what he is, man. Like I, I don't wish harm on the guy, but like the idea that that was going to be your solution at wide receiver was always kind of bizarre to me. Well, I, I think also, you know, right in your own division, year in and year out, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers that will just from first round all the way down to that sixth round, they just churn out like quality receiving cores. And just how, and I think that how element of it all is what I think the Ravens try to to say. Oh, we could do that, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened with James Prochet. Mm, well, it's not working out so well, Kyle. I'm not sure what else there is to say. So, Q, here's the thing about Bateman, and you know, you've got the eye for it, and I realize he has been. I, I'm going to stop short of saying injury prone, but I think if. If we were playing horse, he's got PRO at this point. Um, what do you see in him that if the offseason comes around uh, or when the offseason comes around, do you see him as a guy that we can that they can plug in as a one 
and just maybe a third-round receiver, fourth-round receiver, add a complement of guys, or are we already at the point where we've got to kind of not replace him, meaning get him out of the lineup, but we now we now need to maybe look at a receiver in the first round? Well, you guys keep saying, look at a receiver, look at a receiver, but then there's the other elephant in the room that no one really wants to talk about. It's the what's the philosophy of sure. the the – the, the offense, the offensive philosophy is a tight end dominant philosophy. And I have taken so much BS online when it comes to people trying to act like I'm defending rather than stating what they are doing. They meaning the Ravens from John Harbaugh sitting in on offensive meetings to what Keith Williams and and T. Martin, what their expectations are or were when they first walked through that door, to Greg Roman, who you mentioned his name, you're going to have a slew of just hatred going on with the the replies. But all of that, whatever that offensive room looks like, their offense is predicated on the tight end. So I don't know what to tell you on that. <laughs> what, what do you want to tell you? Like, no, oh, I, you want to get a whole bunch of first? No, 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 not you. I just, just let me shh, quiet. Listen, <laughs> listen. He's setting up for eagle putt. Ooh. He has a 14-footer oh right my, to left. Oh, my gosh. The grain is going with him because it's Bermuda. Yes. Now, it's a beautiful day out. They just roll the greens. It's about a, a 10 and a half on a stint meter. Okay. He has his brand new Scotty Cameron oh. that he got custom made for him with the oversized grip. He has his best Titleist Pro V fresh out the box. He smoked it down the drive, down the center of the fairway. I love this. The second shot, it carried the bunker and landed up on the green and rolled to 14 feet. Uh, He's ready. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How, far, ready. how many shots behind is he? He is just a shot behind. He's a he's a shot behind. Puts him in the lead. And they have the the tough par three over water next oh. on the seventeenth hole. So this is a this is a big one right here. Okay? I love this. This is a big one. I don't one. know what we're doing. Now, I have no idea. What but it's we're doing talk, is, but it's golf. Talk. We're we're allowing we're allowing ourselves to just concentrate, and then uh, here we it. go. Yeah, I missed it. So here's the thing. When it comes to me pontificating and talking about what's going on with the receivers, you can't necessarily just go receiver centric when we don't even know the philosophy. Like if it's tight end dominant, well, then that means you need Kohler and Isaiah likely, and you need to maybe draft some more guys in that regards, because it doesn't, what we're seeing right now is it doesn't really matter who plays receiver. What matters is who's playing tight end because that's their offense. I just made the putt. No, I, oh, I, I love it. And, and drilled it. Cadre Ismail's with it. us. I completely get it. I, I think a lot of us are working under the expectation that there's going to be a philosophy change, but until we see that, you're 100% I don't right. know, man. John's got a propensity I, I for know, digging his I, heels in. I know. Hey, uh, Cadres, <laughs> as far as this week is concerned, the word from uh, Ian Rappaport this morning, it is an uphill battle for Lamar Jackson to be on the field on Sunday. Oh, if Lord. Lamar Jackson does not play, what chance do the Ravens have against the Bengals? Well, 
<laughs> there's regular season football and there's playoff football. And as much as we saw a defense really look dominant and awesome, I will tell you that when it comes to the offense and if, you know, you got a third string guy in there or even heck, you know, Tyler with, with uh, a sore shoulder, you know, the Bengals, I mean, that's, that's their game. It, it's, it's, it's a wrap. You know, you're, you're going to have to play some phenomenal defensive football as well as like amazing special teams. You got like block a punt. You got to return one. You got to, you know, have Justin Tucker kick every dog on field goal known to man and some, you know, uh, awkward, you know, Cincinnati late at night, windy conditions. So I just think that, uh, you know, Lamar gives them the greatest chance. And without him, I think this is this is an uphill battle. You let, let me go. Let me go to what you saw last Sunday, because we've been talking about it this week. The, the Bengals appeared to be almost on edge in that football game, right? Like Jackson Carmen, in the second half. Jackson Carmen is still trying to block Tyus Bowser at the right. moment somewhere, and he's multiple states away. Like, there there was something there. They were emotionally very, very wrapped up in that football game, um, and it seemed like they had convinced themselves that they were the victims of DeMar Hamlin collapsing last Monday night, which is utterly bizarre. Is there any thought at all to you that they could be in for a bit of a letdown after how whipped up they appeared to be for that game on Sunday. So emotions, if anyone thinks that emotions don't play a role in life and they rule the roost, then they are an AI uh, Elon Musk uh, terminator. Now, with all that said, I think emotions in this game, it, it, it had to, there had to be a release. There had to be a, a, a understanding of, man, we got to get our minds right to play this game. Uh, so however that manifested to each individual player, that's, that's on them and that's their story to tell. I think for overall organizationally, yeah, I mean, you're seeing a guy, Minister CPR, he was gone. And they brought him back. And, you know, that whole scenario of whether we're going to play or not play or what's our routine, what, you know, however all that went down, there's a lot of emotional stress and emotional, um, you know, weight that you had to carry into this game. Now that that's in the rearview mirror, this game is in the rearview mirror, here comes the playoffs. And here comes the, the motivating factor of like, all right, you know what, even at our emotionally not our best, you know, the Ravens aren't good enough to beat us. They can talk the talk all they want, but, the, you know, we, we don't give out, um, oh, wow, the defense played so well trophies. You know, it's either you score more points than the opponent and you move on or you're just going home. So that's where I think for, for Cincy, they're like, yeah, man, if, if, if we didn't play our best and they played their best and that's their best shot, you know, and, and, and who cares whether or not, oh, they rested some players. If eight ain't out there, this ain't going to be what we think it will be. He is that much of a difference maker. Quarterback rules a roost. There's no, no doubt. doubt. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. Before I let you go, Q, the um, Roquan Smith, uh, obviously getting that locked up. There will be people that will say... I wish he could play quarterback. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, there'll be people that will say, with that in mind, you can't spend $100 million on an off-ball linebacker. I don't care how good they are. I am of the opinion that when you have a game-changing football player, 
I don't give a rat's ass where they play. You keep game-changing football players around. What's your reaction? Okay. All I know is he was deserving of every penny of it because <laughs> what we saw on the field was a, 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 a good, decent to good Ravens defense. What we saw on the field when number 18 stepped on there was a good to upper tier level kick ass defense. And I loved seeing it because it was such a flashback to those teams where defense ruled the roost in, in, in Baltimore. Like this, this, it's nonsense to think that he wasn't deserving of that. Absolutely earned every dollar of it. And a high tie raises all ships. Look at the statistics of where they were to when he stepped on board, and you'll know why Eric DeCosta had to pay him. I, we agree. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, like, we, we, if, if you've watched the last eight weeks right? and you don't think this guy deserves to get paid, and, I, and I would almost say, not to beat this kid up, I would almost say he left $20 million on the table. He could have gone out in February <laughs> and gone and gotten way more money. I, I, I don't know. When I read yesterday that people were complaining about this, I, it, it baffled me. I'm with you. I am with you. All right. Uh, I want to remind everybody about missile training, my friend. I think I might do yeah. this, by the way, in the spring. I don't missile. think this is for you. What do you mean it's not I, for I, me? <laughs> it will I get more my than sneakers? Your, yeah. It'll help your golf game. It'll, 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 it'll help your golf game tremendously. Um, but for those who are initiated, we know uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laugh? You know, you can, no, no, no. You can you can go to my website <laughs> missletraining.com and and check it out and get all the information you need on how to help you be a better mover in life. I'm gonna come up there and do some sit ups with him and a couple pull ups here and there yeah, and two. <laughs> wow, we don't, we don't even we don't even do sit ups. <laughs> That's 1984. We, yeah, yeah. We do we do things called dead bugs. Oh, I'm. Sounds like I don't. That doesn't sounds sound, like something I'm yeah, interested in. No, it sounds very unpleasant <laughs> to me. Uh, you guys, you guys got something going on Channel Thirteen this weekend? Yeah, we actually uh, have our uh, pregame purple pregame show at eleven thirty on Sunday. I know the game is on Sunday evening, and then <clears throat> I'm going to actually be over at Pickett's Brewing Company. People want to come over there and uh, have a little pregame meal. While I and Bobby Trossett sit there and talk shop, talk Ravens uh, from three to five down there at uh, Pickett's Brewing Company, right down the street from the M&T Bank Stadium. Very cool. At I am Kadri Ismail on Twitter is how you follow him. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Kadri Ismail with us here on GCR getting ready for Sunday. So did you or did you not? Is the Just say yes or no. Did you? Who are you talking to? Who? Spam. Okay, well, did, so answer the question. Did you or did you not? I don't know. Well, just say yes or no. Yeah, I did. I figured. You got an, you got an erection when Kadri was talking about the sexy golf talk. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> he <laughs> broke into this weird whatever that was. Like, yeah. Right. <sighs> that was good. Thank you to Kadri Ismail for checking in with yeah, us this yeah, morning. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department, where they are looking for folks who are maybe ready to make a career change. 
Lateral police officers, salaries can start at over $64,000 a year. Entry-level officers over $60,000 a year. We're doing a read now. I, I, save right. it. Save it. Save my political talk for I, later. I love you. All right. <laughs> Let me Keep do the going. read. Then Keep we'll... gone. Cadets can start at over $30,000 a year. By the way, both entry-level and lateral officers are eligible for over $10,000 in signing bonuses, which is pretty remarkable, plus great, great benefits involved including medical, dental, vision, insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or by calling 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, have a high school diploma or GED equivalent, and possess a valid driver's license. All right, Drew Forrest. Something Drew wrong Forrest. with that picture when the linebacker gets $22 million signing bonus and the police get 10000 you want to yell at a cloud more? You want something to, wrong. What, you want to, something you want wrong. To, and we just walk you outside. There's plenty something of clouds wrong. out there. You can go yelling. We got a lot of problems. What do you in, want me to do here? We got a lot of problems in this country. What do you want me to do? That's one of them. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I want you to do anything. Am I? Did you get me in to see Billy Joel yet? Yeah, yeah. Wait. To meet I, Billy Joel or not? I, I thought you, do you have tickets for the show? I have tickets. I'll get you up to the Chase Bridge uh, free of charge. Ooh. Done. Give, hook me up, however that happens. Where, whatever that is. Walk. Is that better uh, than your the elevator section? Is that bet, is that better than oh. your actual seats though? I, I well, I've never I've never gone up there. All I know is well, what's up there? What what do I do? Uh, if you're there for a sporting event, this, the press box is up there. But other than that, there's not much up there. Okay, but so you're it's it, pretty boring. Okay, I, I that I did not text my friend okay. for that. Right. You can go up there on your own. Oh, oh. thanks. <laughs> oh. What a, what a guy. Huh? All I remember is the. You'll never believe this. I remember the old days, though, when the, uh, you'd do anything for the talent. That's right. I, I'll get you up there. That would be you. I'll get right. you up there, Drew. Don't worry. I don't think I ever now, did that. No, I'll get you to meet Billy. Was, the old days, the talent would be able to do it themselves. That is true. That is. There used to be a little bit more. Little this will be his cool. last day with the company. <laughs> He's just starting. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> He's just sayonara, as they would say in Tokyo. Um we went up in uh, what was the year the Super Bowl was in New York? Fourteen was that the year? Yes. So we went up there for that. <laughs> yes. And I had tickets to see Billy Joel, and our employer at the time said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get the best seat in the place." And I think he went up to that bridge and just kept telling me about how much better his night was than yeah. mine. We both went to the same concert. Mm-hmm. I had nice seats down in the lower bowl. There were a the lot arena. of there were a lot of episodes, but he at, just at had to tell me about how much better his night was than mine. Yeah, there were a lot of episodes at that. All right, at that Super Bowl. Oh, well, I, I think at all the Super Bowls. But that frankly. one, I don't remember what else happened. Oh, that. oh what yeah, you do. Um, there was a particular military guy. Oh God! <laughs> so don't even. We're not even going to talk about that because the seven years isn't up yet. Dude. Oh yeah, it is actually. Yeah, just just came but, up. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> I had surgery. <laughs> nope. Don't even bring it up. Oh, That's God. also where Tim Tebow came to our table, right? And told us to get the. Told us where to go for dinner and to get the grouper. And the next day, I was standing in the bathroom and I hear, Hey, Drew, did you and Glenn go to McDaniel's last night? And yeah. I look over and it's Tim Tebow yeah, right. peeing, yeah. remembering my, not only remembering my name, but remembering your name and remembering he told us to go to this restaurant and get the grouper. I had forgotten about that. That is the truth. I, it and was. God, and you want to make out with him. So sure, that must be really. But it was one of the most. In, uh, uh, make sure I say this the right way. It was one of the most impressive things. Yes, you've ever seen in a bathroom. That I've ever seen yeah. in a bathroom. Right. No, that 
That's why Tim Tebow. I thought you was, peed with Prince. But once. I did do that too. <laughs> that, that was in an his orange thing, jumpsuit. <laughs> um, and the guy said, "Don't talk to him." I said, "Hey, how you doing?" And the guy goes, no, "Don't speak to him." <laughs> I said, "All I did was say hi to the Just guy." To say hello. <laughs> Just I didn't even know it was him because he was like four foot nine. Well, wait a second. You didn't. The man was wearing his orange jumpsuit. Well, you didn't I, I know knew it was... when you turn around, you just see somebody standing there, and you're like that. And then you look back and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, Fred, I was, I was urinating with Prince yeah, today. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, and the guy's like, uh, please don't speak to him. With Mr. Prince. Huh? <laughs> please don't speak. But Tim Tebow remembered, I mean, look, Tim Tebow went around to 50 tables. Yes. And remembered everybody's name somehow and remembered where he told you to go to dinner. Remember, you and I were talking about going to get steak. And he's like, yeah. you guys could use a nice piece of fish. I'll tell you where to go. Or like, yeah, where, we, where should we go? And he told us and. We're like, okay, and the next morning he grilled me on it. No pun intended. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that year was also the same year. You didn't come out with well, That the, was also the year because my foot was broken. Yeah, you didn't come out. So we went out with Aaron Paul and Kid Cuddy then. No, year. that was that my was foot the, was broken. And that was also the year when the right. window in the hotel that <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, it was a The shot window <laughs> was open yeah. all five nights. Yeah. Well, I went and stayed with a friend instead. Yeah. I chose that I would go stay in Brooklyn for the week. I said, you guys enjoy your time in this I hotel. I said, is there any chance we could either A, request a new room? Yeah. Or B, yep. ask that they come up and fix the window? <laughs> Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Dude, I like it way. cold in here at night. I like it cold in two, just not twenty-eight. Yeah, I would prefer it that way. All right, let's um, let's cover a couple of things. You, I am with you. I can't believe that anybody would complain about Roquan Smith. I can't believe that anyone would complain. The only person should be complaining about Roquan Smith is Roquan Smith, because he gave away twenty or thirty million dollars. Well, I don't. How does anyone in town? There is no question someone would have given him more money. Now he might have been able to get the Ravens to get him more. Right? I mean, we say this all the time. And I'm not beating this kid up. I, I think this is a byproduct of not having an agent. Because an agent would have said to him yesterday, under no circumstances are you signing right now. I, I don't. There's no question. I don't know. I mean, of course that. you know that. I don't that. know about that. Oh, you're insane. I don't know about it's that. It's the only time you're ever going to be a free agent in your career where your value is the highest. No, because there's always the risk that you end up getting tagged and then you have to do it out for another year and then but you get, a, get hurt. I don't think that's. I, you're nuts. There no, is no way no, possible that an things. agent would have said to him yesterday, take this $100 million. It's There's no, no way. He got money that no off-ball linebacker has ever Co- gotten Correct. Before. And he would have got $25 million say, more from the Packers. That. I don't know if that's true. But anyway, they need, but they that's need, not what we're they, arguing about. They need wide receivers uh, in Green no, no. Bay, unlike in Baltimore. But that's not what we're arguing about. What we're arguing about is these Neanderthals who are like, can't believe we gave this guy this money, uh, $20 million, and what are we going to do about Lamar? They got tons of money. They're going to sign Lamar. They got tons of money. Yeah, that's that's the absurd part. I talked about that. They're going to sign absurd. Lamar as soon as Lamar walks in, as soon as he walks in and says, I don't need the whole thing fully guaranteed. The next day, he will be signed. Problem. Lamar Jackson is not going anywhere. But what happens if he doesn't say that? Then he's gone. <laughs> that's that's the... Well, then he's gone. That's the part. Then they're going to tag him and they're going to trade him. That's He'll the be part. gone. That's the part. I okay, am- but he, but Lamar's the the notion that from anybody who thinks that Roquan Smith signing precludes the Ravens from signing Lamar, you have no idea what you're talking about. They just got six million dollars from cutting Nick Boyle. They got plenty of money. 
I'm in agreement with. They got you plenty about. of money. I don't like agree. I never like agreeing with you because I just assume that you're wrong at all times. There is the. This is all on Lamar. Yeah. I keep saying this over it's and over. It's not all on. Lamar. It is. It's, no, no, no. You keep saying that, but that's the part where you're wrong. At some point, the Ravens are still making a choice here. The thing where they say well, they're we, not giving him a guaranteed contract. That's their choice. Uh, okay, but they that, don't have to not do that. Like that's there's nothing. Okay. There's no rule. But that that's says off the table for them. Right. That conversation has to be had at some. They point. already had it. No, no, no. The conversation about whether or not that's okay. Oh, oh, oh. That's well, a right. conversation okay. that has to be had at some point. Okay. And just accepting that as fact or accepting that these, these these are the rules that they're playing by is not something I'm going to do. Oh, okay. I'm unwilling oh, I, I, oh, to accept you. the premise that it's just okay for them to say, well, we're not going to do that. I'm utterly unwilling to do that. Okay, let's, let's pretend Lamar goes into them tomorrow and says – you know, I, I'm willing to acquiesce a little bit on the guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. Yes, thing. I, He'll be signing that. I day. agree with that. That that part of this, I agree with. Right. That they are clearly fighting about the words "fully guaranteed" no for question. whatever reason. That's what well, they're fighting about. Well, you could about. see yesterday, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think it was 160 and 22 in his hand or something. That you know, they gave this kid 100 million dollars over five years. I think we all know what the trick is here. He's going to get $60 million in the first three years, and then they'll either restructure it or they'll cut him. Like, we all know what's going to happen. He'll, he'll never play out the five years of this. He, he might be here for five years, but he'll never play out. Roquan Smith will never play out this five-year deal in its entirety. Right, without it's, it being redone. Of course yes. not. Right. right. So this idea from people that they've given this $100 million away, $60 million of it guaranteed, and somehow that that straps them. No, no, not, no of, chance. Of course it doesn't. And but you can also see from the Ravens' standpoint that they they gave a guy a hundred hundred million dollar contract. They guaranteed sixty million of it, and I would say that in their mind, they 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 know they're on the hook for sixty million. No problem. They're, they gave him twenty two million of it mm-hmm. in his hand. Mm-hmm. It'll be a five million dollar cap hit next year. 14 or something the next year, and, 25 and, the next year. And if it's working, they can always shift more money to bonuses right. down the road. Right, right, they're, right. They're, so, they're, <coughs> but they're not doing. You sure you didn't? You sure you don't have it? You no. Sure I, I, I mean, I haven't tested in five days, but I think I'm good. Um, but what they aren't going to do is give him 100 and 100. They're not putting themselves on the line for that. And, and I would say, and I wrote this this morning. But they had, might end up giving him 100. Correct. Right. But, but in five years. Yes. But... In Lamar, and this is where I think this is where the landscape has changed with Lamar. I would say that, and it's easy to say it now because two years have passed. Had he not missed all of December last year and all of December this year, they would be in a way different position. The Ravens. They would have made the playoffs a year ago. No telling what they might have done a year ago. Mm-hmm. They would have waltzed into the playoffs this year. Probably won the division. Might have even finished with the second seed. Things would have been totally different had he not missed these these two mm-hmm. Decembers. And I would say right now, more than the notion that we're not going to fully guarantee it because we don't want the heat from the other owners, which is very real, mm-hmm. in the same way that Lamar getting heat from the NFLPA is very real, mm-hmm. I think what's more prevalent for the Ravens now is um, we're not giving you $250 million when you've missed 12 games in the last two years. Yeah, I don't buy that. I 100% buy it. I don't buy it. Again, how, how do you trust him? He hasn't played in December for two years. So if, if he had played, if he missed, no, Septem- I'm, I'm, if he had missed September, would that have been okay? Right. I, I'm like, saying if you're going to miss these games, I mean, they're all critical, but w- if you're going to miss these games, it's one thing if i got to give you, and again, it's just, this does go back to the guarantee. It's one thing if I'm going to sign you to a $250 million contract and i got to guarantee you $140 million mm-hmm. of it. 
It's another thing entirely when you haven't played in December in two years, and I got to give you two fifty, and you're gonna and you're gonna get every nickel of it. So, do you think that every quarterback should have to play every game? N- no, I don't. because I think that's unrealistic. Right. But he hasn't played in two years in December. Right. But it's an anomaly. A- 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 it's it's you're not setting an up, anomaly. You're setting he, up a scenario. An anomaly. Uh, he's missed all of December last year and this year. Right. Correct. But it's, it's not missed every December for his entire career or uh, okay, something. Like you're but, creating a scenario where he does never he's, plays. He's he missed can't thirty percent of their season. games. In two seasons, yes. He just has. In two seasons, okay. that's been the case. And I do think this year, and I again, this is something I wrote last week and said this, like, this is inevitable. I don't believe this to be true, personally, but I do know that this discussion's inevitable. If he doesn't play this Saturday, people are, I mean, Sunday, because mm-hmm. he isn't playing Saturday. If he doesn't play this Sunday, people are going to say he sat out. They can say it all they want. I, I, I understand like, that. What is that? They've been but saying I'm, it for the last five weeks. That's not new. I, I shouldn't. I should. <laughs> I should have prefaced this differently. Yeah. If he doesn't play this weekend, the Ravens internally are going to say he sat you're, out. You're making a pretty strong statement. I uh, uh, sure I am. Like, I don't believe that to be true. By the way, I do think he has a knee injury. That's a really strong statement to say that. That's internally what they're what they believe. I huh? like. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to try to tell you you're wrong because I, you know, I don't know where you're getting that from. But that's a really strong statement to make. I, when I've poked around, I've gotten the exact, not the exact opposite. I've gotten the, dude, don't try to pretend like the injury isn't completely real. Don't try to pretend that whatsoever. This is a completely <laughs> real injury, like a two-week um, injury. That's not what I've gotten at all. Like, th- and the notion that so many folks, with very little of this coming from. I would say, knowing who's reporting on this, none of this is coming from Lamar's camp. Any of the stories about the swelling going down on the knee, none of the guys that are reporting about this are well, getting the, anything the, from Lamar's camp. The first camp. report of one to three weeks never came from the Ravens either. Came from Ian Rappaport. It never, it never it, came it, from the Ravens. That came from the Ravens. No, it did not. No, for, it did not. Re- Ian does not have any... Con- it did. It, it, like, it, it, the, Ra- the Ravens never said... The Ravens they, never they said... They might not have said it publicly. I understand the that. The Ravens but, never said that. That, I'm just telling you. That, I'm just telling you. Ravens never said that. I think there's room in there for the idea to be that other injuries like this were for this amount of time, so that's the number that I gave. But the idea... The reason he isn't playing is very simple. I'm telling you. The reason he's not playing is very simple. He injured his knee. He is not 100%, and he doesn't want to play on his knee when it's not 100%. That's it. I, I, if he's not 100%, why would he be playing? Because thirty-two of the fifty-three guys on the roster aren't one hundred percent. If he's if it's his but knee, that, but if it's his knee, but that's, but that's and it the would limit answer. his ability to play football. And he's Lamar Jackson. By the way, keep this, going. This comes up in Would You Rather Win? But keep going. Record. Why would he be playing? For the same reason that eight. But that, for the same reason that Mark Andrews is in one hundred percent, he plays. So. I know what you're going to say. I'm just Mark leading Andrews you to isn't it. a quarterback. Oh, right, I'm leading you to it. Right, right. You, you. So there's, this is what it comes down to. There's just no. There's he no doesn't want to play here. I'm, I'm right. You're saying things that I no, really. No, no, no. I'm I, asking you. Drew, I got to be really. He doesn't want to play. I, what you're saying, I can't. I can't let you come on here and say so. Oh, I can't give me do a that. break. He, no, does he want to play or not? I can't do that. Like you're, this really dances upon a lot of things that are not acceptable. Like it, you're dancing <laughs> you're right. on. 
You're, you're right dancing on saying things factually. Does he want to play you don't or not? No, are factual. Does he want to play or not? I, that's a complete. I can't answer that question. Okay. I'm saying you can't but just I, speak you, things we, factually. We just led you to that. Have you talked to Lamar Jackson? Well, just led you to that. I'm asking you a question. Have you talked to Lamar Jackson? Nope. You shouldn't be saying these okay. things. Okay. Like you know better. Okay. You know better. You're. I'm just going I know off. You're of not what, a. I'm going off of what was said. I I know I'm, you're not a journalist, but like you know that it's not okay to just say these things. You know that. I am. All I'm doing is I'm putting the pieces together of a player who had who suffered an injury that reportedly was a one to three week injury, who has not played since then, who from what I'm gleaning. Is not a hundred percent from what I'm hearing. He is not a, and and in some ways I'm defending him on one note. When people say he isn't hurt, I'm I'm defending him on that. He hurt his knee, no question about that. He isn't healthy enough in his mind. He's not a hundred percent healthy, and in his mind, I'm not playing till I'm one hundred percent. Okay, I, I'm not playing till I'm one hundred percent. Right. Well, why why would he not be playing then? Because he can't play. Because <laughs> like he's that's not hard. Because he's not hundred percent. One hundred percent. By the way, there's humor in this because I'm going to bring it up in Would You Rather but, Wednesday. But one hundred percent isn't a thing. Like you know that it's not a thing. You don't have a meter on your not body all, like but, you're a video but, game where you can be a hundred percent. Not at all. But you are you healthy enough to play? Period. Can you play? Well, yeah, I can, but I'm limited. But we need you to play. Right, but you're, so you're, you, what you're alleging right now, you're alleging that the Baltimore Ravens have gone to Lamar Jackson and say, we believe you could play. And he said, but I'm not going to. I think the That's Ra- a strong no, no, no. statement. I think the Ravens say, how do you feel? And he says, it's not, not quite there yet. And the Ravens say, well, we sure could use you this weekend. Yeah, it's not, I'm not, it's not there yet. I don't think the Ravens have any I, idea. I'm, I don't think the Ravens have any idea. The only person that knows is Lamar. I, I think we're going to have to. I, I think you're okay. dancing on things that are really. I'm you, not dancing on anything. I, I don't think you I'm realize just, what you're saying sometimes. I 100% know what I'm saying. I 100% know. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, I don't. I, the allegation that you're making. What's the allegation that I'm making? That Tell some, me. That, that a football player could absolutely play football this week and that the team is disappointed that he wouldn't is a strong allegation the team's very disappointed he's not playing there's a big difference (laughs) there's a big difference between he's not playing and he won't play he he won't play because he's not 100 percent. so i'm I'm, I'm very lost in his mind i've got to be 100 percent. i'm not you think the ravens believe that lamar jackson should play yes okay what you're saying is a very strong allegation then and that's what I'm not. I think that they with. feel like he should play in the same way that they feel like when a guy is dinged up in some fashion, they wrap him up, strap him up, give him a shot um, in some way, shape, brace him up in some way, shape, or form. He plays. This particular player doesn't want to play unless he's 100. percent So, do you think the reporting about his knee is inaccurate? In what way? That the swelling hasn't gone down in his knee. Sure. You think that's true, or you think that's inaccurate? I, I have well, no idea of knowing, but I think he has a knee injury. Do you think no that question. the reporting that the swelling has not gone down in his knee is inaccurate? No. Okay. I, I, not at all. I okay. Th- I think you can have swelling in your knee and be 80% I, or 70%. Sure. I don't know what you're trying to make me say. 
I, I think I don't know why you're mad at me. I'm I'm not mad at you as much as I don't think that you understand the what you're saying. I, like I don't I, I know what when, I'm saying. When you allege that someone could be playing and the team believes they could be playing, right? You're essentially alleging that they're holding out. Like that's essentially what you're alleging. Uh, well, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. I, think I don't know what you, to say. Like you, I, I think you better be abundantly certain of that. Not. Like okay, well, I, it sounds like somebody said something. I would never be comfortable saying that without having spoken to the player or somebody that a source connected. Well, to we, them. nobody speaks to the player because he doesn't speak. I, that's why I wouldn't <laughs> say something <laughs> like that. You just have to put the pieces together. I, I, no, that's not, dude. That's really bad. No, it is not. That's how we get to you, where we are. That's where we don't have fact any longer. Then you should. We just you can't talk about things. It. Yeah, that would be the smartest thing to do. Okay, is say, well, I don't know. Let's not talk about it anymore. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, I don't know. That's the. I don't know why this is hard to just make. Well, then the you're not. Then you're gonna have dead air. No, I can talk about plenty of things. Right. Believe it or not, you can't, like, talk, you can't talk about the Ravens. I wouldn't him. make accusations I'm about not whether accusing or not, him of anything. I, I don't think you hear yourself. I hundred percent. I'm telling you. I know. I know what I'm trying to say. I'm saying it to you. I think he is less than one hundred percent and doesn't want to play. You think that the Ravens believe that he's holding out? I no. I don't think it's got I, – no. I, wi I think that they wish he would wear a brace on his knee and play. Mm -hmm. That's and if what he I'm, won't do that, then what would you call that? That he doesn't want to play. Okay, so he's holding out. I, holding in is the actual term. Sure, fine. I, I, well, no, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Well, holding out would be yes, – I'm, I'm not going to be in the building. Is, I'm here, but yeah, right. I, mean. I think the Ravens wanted to wear a brace and play on Sunday. And if he's not willing to do that, I think they're disappointed. And you're saying that from I, – because I, I can't – got to tell me you got a source. you got to tell me something. I'm just because telling you that I think the Ravens wish he would wear a brace on Sunday I, and play football. According to a source of yours? Sure. Okay. That's what I think the Ravens think. I, Drew, I think it's really important that I say that and not just okay. come on and speculate about something. Like I, uh, Now, all of a sudden, you're professional. I, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> I attempt to, to do that sometimes. What happened to you? Yes, every now and then. <laughs> I masquerade as what a professional. Every now and then I do that. <laughs> By the way, what have you done to the Loyola basketball team? Well, I'm not over there right now, so oh. I can't, they, can't, they can't blame me for this one. Oh. And by the way, they oh. would try. For oh. the record, they would try. Oh. Whenever, whenever things start going south, Sorry. I get a... I get a phone call. Man, you're all kinds it. of. You got all oh, kinds no, of not, bad not, things going on. Oh no, I'm fine. So Everything that was when you turn professional, <laughs> right? They start correct. holding you to a different standard. Correct. That's the way it works. Uh, hour number one of today's show was also brought to you by this print issue of Pressbox. It's the best 2022 Adley issue Rutschman. of Pressbox. Adley Rutschman is our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. What happened to Brandon Stevens? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a crazy story. What happened? I, they just, all they're saying is he was ill. That's it. That's all they'll say. Uh, ill meaning he can't play. Well, we don't know. He's back in Baltimore now, but they, he was ill enough they had to take him to the hospital. That's Where? all we've heard. In Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He's back in Baltimore now. He was in Cincinnati for three days? Yes. I don't know. Don't have the answer. Can I do this? Pressboxonline.com slash best of. Go read it right now or pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and in the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Again, What's it's the best of 2022 issue. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I, there's a lot of things I don't know the answers but to. But what's acutely ill? We'll play Would You Rather Wednesday when we come back in. Drew Forrester is here for better or for worse. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. 
Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Another Orioles season is in the books and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live Live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR. Don't forget that you can win some money. Ravens-Bengals, Sunday night, primetime wildcard game. Georgia-TCU. I did win a little money in oh TCU. Lord. That was comfortable. <laughs> Go to pressboxonline.com slash offer. Sign up and bet $20 with Caesar Sportsbook and automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20 and get another $100 to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now to start winning. Drew Forrester is here. Drew's Morning Dish. I was going to go to Philly tonight. To do what? For Caps and Flyers. I, I kind of couldn't find anybody that wanted to go. I had one guy who was. Well, you didn't ask me. Uh, yeah, but it's not really your. Want to ask? No. Go ahead. Because well, I, I would like to be asked. To, I wanted to do the Bobby Clark hockey, hockey card thing again. What the hell? Well, I don't even know what that is. Oh, I do remember. You told yeah. me the story. Yeah. I'm not. I don't it care. It was one of the highlights of my life. I go up and wear a Flyers jersey. <laughs> I go up and do. I've that. never been to a hockey game, so there yeah, you go. this is not the environment for you tonight. Then, oh come on, no, it's always my fault. Are you a Capitals fan? 
I mean, I, I guess I'm just not really a huge hockey fan overall, but I guess if I picked a team, I would I support the Capitals. Well, of course you would. They're the local yeah. team. They're, yeah. they're not. I don't know if you've heard. They are local. Like D.C. If I wanted to go to a game, that would be... Right. Cool. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you know this. Philly's the exact same distance. It's, no, it's not. Well, I'm not going to be a Flyers Not even fan. close. Well, not from you. Well, no, you live in... It probably is about the same distance. No, it's not. You. It's an hour and 25 minutes to Philly, and it's 45 minutes <laughs> you, to you ever driven, College Park. You ever driven... Yeah, to College Park. Right. <laughs> to College Park. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> All right, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by I, – I, I'm loath to do this after the conversation we just had. Well, you're – I don't understand what you I, – I don't understand what you're apprehensive about. Uh, I don't think you realize what you're saying. I – we're going to go through this again. I don't. I don't. I have no. I have no interest in doing that. I have no interest in going uh, okay. through it. Okay. I mean, you're I welcome to have your opinion it's on not, any. It's of not this. about opinions. It's that I don't share something as an opinion if it's fact, and I don't share something as fact if it's opinion. Okay, right? but you're. And I think that you are walking a very fine line on something that's really important. Like it's really. There are things. This is this is the story. I I think there the are whole things story that is, you can speculate. If you want to say my speculation is. I think the guy's holding in. That's fine. Say that. And I can say, you're basing it on, you know, like I can say that. But when you start dancing on the idea that this is what, I I think they feel this way. So you think all the rest of the stuff, like, the, you're really saying well, things that uh, I think uh, you uh, have to say with more we're playing chess here clarity on with your throat open if you want to say them. Oh, okay. Like, I think you, if, if you want to say it, you have to come out and say it. And if not, I don't I'm, think you can dance around it. All I'm saying it. is that the Ravens, all I'm saying is the Ravens are going to be very, very surprised if he doesn't play this weekend. Right. They're going to be very surprised by that. Okay. I think they anticipated him playing. Okay. I think if he physically – all right. I'm not, I'm not, we're, okay. we're moving on. We're moving all on right. from this. Uh, that all being said, I'm going to regret this. We will give away another uh, Glory Days gift card to someone who participates in Would You Rather Wednesday today. And by the way, if he doesn't play – and I. I don't know what this means for Tyler Huntley. There is probably a, a debate. Hey, hey bip. Oh. don't read ahead. Oh. Don't read ahead. Uh, okay. Don't do that. I was going to say Stetson Bennett. There you go. That's 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 the that's the answer to everything. <laughs> Would you rather Lamar oh, Jackson? Right. Did is, you feel bad for TCU the other night? How much did you watch of that? Oh, I watched very little. After it got to like twenty four seven, I just sort of said it was on in the background, but I wasn't paying attention. I mean, it's, I, I, I will say. It, to de- I'm not even going to defend them, but I'll say if they played that game 10 times, well, if they played that game 10 times, I don't think they lose 65 to 7 every time. That was that was their the moment was just way too big for them, clearly, right? But Georgia was so much better than all these other teams, it was insane. That being said, it's easy to say that. I don't think that's actually true. If Marvin Harrison doesn't get hurt, they not only lose to Ohio State, they probably lose going away. And still, all it takes is a pretty average kick if you just didn't have, at that point, literally the most nervous kicker I've ever seen in my life. It was awful. I mean, like, the poor guy had awful. no interest in being I, out there. I guess there. I meant their full body of work for the whole year. Like, they were just so much better than everybody else. I, but they, but they shouldn't they have won the semifinal. They, they could have lost to Ohio State, it, it, sure. It's not even just that if like, right. ja- no, 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 Ohio right. State had played without Jackson Smith and Jigba for a while, right? Right. If they don't lose Marvin Harrison in the second half of that game, they win comfortably that football game. They, It's, it's nuts. It's why it's nuts when people start, is Georgia one of the greatest teams of all time? 
not I'm even trying close. to come up with a Marvin Harrison pistol formation. Don't quit. don't do that. But I can't. Don't, don't. But I can't. Don't do that. Don't do. But that. in the old days, I would have. Yes, you, there's a lot of things that we should talk about. Whether or not you should do them, a lot of things from the old days that maybe, maybe we don't do anymore. Right. Maybe, yeah, those were fun days. Though. Oh, were they? For, for a lot of people, they were. You're right. For a lot of people, they were very fun. Lamar Jackson is clearly not 100. percent Oh my gosh! Says who? Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather? Hold on a minute. Would Says you who? You better watch what you allege, there, yeah, Chief. Right. Right. Lamar Jackson is for everyone. Everyone says he's clearly not one hundred percent. Would you rather he attempts? Says I want to try go doing it, or that just doesn't make any sense. Well, you know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? I'm going to say you put a brace on your knee and go play. Yeah, I, I. So I'm really struggling with this. I'm this. I'm really struggling. And this. then this is where we get into the point that you're going to make by accident, where you are going to say he's holding out. No, I'm not. Not at all. Well, okay. I'm not going to say that. Uh, this, well, sure, you are. This no. This goes. This, well, should he should he play if he's not healthy? If if he's not healthy, no, should he, he definitely shouldn't play. But other players are playing. They're not healthy. Right. They're not quarterbacks. Ah, see, they're not quarterbacks. Okay. The, the, this goes back to the conversation. So you're from doing the get-go. it too, by the way. It, the the, the conversation what from you the say get. There. The conversation from the get is. Is Lamar Jackson just out there as a because of his arm, right? Like if you just have his arm, Lamar Jackson with a it, knee brace on is better than any of these other cats times three. You're making it very, uh, come on, very man. simple. Have you seen the other two guys play? Be serious. I mean, come on. I mean, Lamar Jackson at seventy five percent is better than these other two guys combined. Probably right about that. Yeah, I know. Probably right about that. I'll move on. I, I will. Are we going to talk about Anthony Brown, or can I talk? We're about going to get to that next. Right. Settle. Don't read ahead. Don't read ahead. By the way, I didn't know Roquan Smith went to UCLA. What? I did not know he went to UCLA. Okay. What do you? What else do you have? I just didn't know oh, he went okay. to UCLA, there and then I thought there was going to be a point here. No, I thought I, he, you were getting to something. I know he graduated from Georgia, but yes. I don't know. I didn't know he went to UCLA. Go okay. ahead. Any Any other random factoids that you had prepared no, for today? No, no, no. I think you should play as well if. Oh, you, you be I'm, careful! I'm you're going to get yelled yeah, at. Just, I'm just going to. I think you're going to get yelled at too. He apparently never actually went to UCLA. He just enrolled. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's it. All right. Next, would you rather? We're just moving on because there's nothing good that's going to come from this. There's no way that you get so good. squeamish. I, I, number two, pres- presuming Lamar can't go. I understand that you come from an era where you just say anything, but if I, I don't know if you I'm heard. I'm not even Skip, just say- Skip Bayless did that last week. How'd that go? That was way overblown, anyway, but go ahead. Number two, would you rather, presuming Lamar can't go, you, of course, go back to Tyler Huntley, or Anthony's arm actually looked a little bit stronger, maybe you give him another shot. Uh, is Huntley healthy? I, mean, I, think that's part of, I think it's part of the equation. <laughs> I liked some of those things that we saw from that kid. I, I know he had a, I know he had a, you know, he had a disastrous first half. We can make whatever argument we want to make about they should have just cashed it in at the end of the first half and run the ball out and gone down 17-7. Cincinnati was always going to get the ball back then. They just happened to score a touchdown with a minute left in the half instead of getting the ball back with 45 seconds left. They were always going to get the ball back. They were going to use their three timeouts. We were going to run it into the front of the line, timeout, run it, timeout, run it, timeout. They were going to get the ball back. Now, you know, I, I, and I'm not trying to sound like a Roman defender, Probably shouldn't have had the kid throwing the ball there. Mm-hmm. By the way, the kid's in the NFL. He also has to know, I'm on the goal line. Here's the one thing I can't do. I can't get it knocked out of my hand. Mm-hmm. 
But I liked what we saw of him in the second half. Didn't like particularly what we saw of him in the first half. Although, in fairness to him, again, analyzing it, the second interception wasn't really his fault. The first one, 100% bad read, terrible oh, throw. Wretched. Awful. The, the Awful. Jesse Bates one. Awful. Yes. The second one wasn't really his fault. So I liked what we saw of him. Um, so I, I don't. I'm not as down on Huntley as a lot of other people because I do think Huntley's style is very Lamar light. You know, it's, it's very, very Lamar light. Okay. It, like. Right. He's just not. Well, a, he's not a threat. He's not a running threat. He can he, run. No, no, no. He's I not. A, say they he's don't. Not a running the, threat. The I would Pittsburgh say Steelers were going to let him run down. But the I would side say of the, he's a reduced running threat. He's, he, he, he's as much a running threat as Kenny Pickett is. Like he's just not. No, I think he's more than that. But okay. I, I don't know what you're basing it off of. Kenny Pickett's white. That's what I'm basing it off. Okay, of. that's not a good. That's, okay, let's, let's try something else. <laughs> Why don't we try anything else today? This, by the way, I know we keep threatening it for it to be the last one. This might really be the last one. <laughs> Maybe base it off of anything else. Okay. Anything um, else at all. But uh, I, I almost would say you let that kid play again. Okay. I, I mean, I also – I like Anthony Brown, too. I didn't – obviously did not look good. I feel like you still go with Huntley because he's played with the You're team losing 30-14 to 14 no matter what. Probably the case. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> but I say – They're not going to uh, score 30. A yeah. shorter – a really yeah. short leash on, on Huntley. They're not going to score 30. And, and look, I'll say this: if either one of those guys plays, I think it's still going to be a one-score game. Um, I, I really it, do. I think it can be absolutely. I think, I think it it's a 23-14, I know twenty-three fourteen would not be a one-score score game, but it's in that neighborhood. I, I I don't see them blowing us out. I really don't. Uh, these these responses are more all over the place. Uh, Will the offense look capable for the first time in over a month with Brown? The turnovers were early and not expected, for, uh, not unexpected for an undrafted free agent in his first start. Once he settled down, he was clearly better than Huntley has been. He gives us the best shot to score more than twenty points and trust the defense. Anthony Brown's definitely more exciting. Of well, the, we're not scoring twenty uh, unless we return Paul, a kick. I'd roll with Anthony Brown again, even though his well, receiving corps is go much. To? Well, Huntley, those would be the options. Uh, okay, those but, are the two. Right. Yeah, feel his arm gives us the best chance at any possibility of production for the passing game. think he might be even more mobile than Huntley, too. Well, you might be right about that. Um, Caleb, Huntley, Brown has a better arm, but if we lose the turnover battle again, we don't stand a chance, and he turns the ball over too much. This is a game where you ride Dobbins. And Have you seen Huntley? Keep the ball out of Burroughs' hands. He's not turnover-free. He's not turnover-free. That's fair. I don't disagree with well, that. Actually, on. I'm realizing it's much more Brown than it is Huntley, as I keep reading on. There's a lot more Brown here than there is Huntley. I'm. It's a weird but one for me. Again, here's the thing I would say about Brown that supports an argument for him. He just played last week. He's in, and and I say this, he's in whatever rhythm you can be in playing week to week, right? Like he played last week. Mm-hmm. You would assume got a little bit of the butterflies out. He's been around the, the first team this week, um, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I just think – and maybe it's a tough talk with Huntley because this is his chance that he's been waiting for. But you'd, I think you just say to him, like, look, we're going to go back to Anthony. Keep yourself ready to go. We're going to go back with him because he played last week and we feel like he's got a little bit of momentum the, and he had a good second half. The only issue I would have is the balls that were thrown directly into the defensive line. Like, that is is eye-opening because you can, again, you can ignore sort of the, the one interception. You can say, hey, the only the one is really on him. But there were an awful lot of balls that could have been. And if we game plan this right, and I can't believe I'm saying this, mm-hmm. if we game plan this right, 
and we run the ball 35 or 40 times, and, yes, we, that- and we try to minimize what he has to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going to throw the ball 20 times. We need you to go 13 for 20. Can you do that for 135 yards? Like, that's all we need from you. Mm-hmm. And and if that works, and we know what the formula is, it works if it's 7-6, 10-6, you know, 13-6, 16-10, or 16-9. It works that way. It doesn't work that way when it's 17-7. When you're down 17-7, you're not going to just keep running the ball. But if you're down 7-6, 10-6, you, you – you know, you can plot along, take the air out of a little bit, try to keep it a one-score game as long as you can. Maybe you block a punt. Maybe you pick up a fumble. Like, as long as you keep it within a score or so, you can continue to run the ball. Now, I know I'm saying that, and I know we all know what Roman's, you know, inclined to do. We're losing We're losing 7-6. Mm-hmm. Start throwing it. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think their formula should be pretty obvious. We're going to run the ball. And that's what we're going to do. And if and if that means, but then why does it matter who's the quarterback? Well, wait, wait, wait. Right? We're going to run the ball. And if that means that we go three and out, six and out, and three and out, but we've run it and we've and we're into the second quarter and it's only seven nothing, and we make it seven three, and maybe they get a field goal at the end of the first half and it's ten three. You know, we're still in the game. Yeah, we might have to throw it in the second half, you know, 12 times, 14 times, but they just got to keep the game close. If they keep the game close, they got a chance. I, you just can't you can't fall behind 14 to nothing or 17 to 3 and when you do that, then you, then you're in trouble. Okay? Okay. Then you're in right. trouble. Okay. Now you're now you're forced out of your if whatever proposed comfort zone you have, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're out of you, it. There's no ability. They have zero ability to win a football game like that. They have right. none, it, you no would, matter what. You would ability. assume they don't. With If they had a healthy Lamar, they might have a chance, but even then you have to squint in order to get there because you still don't have any wide receivers at all. Right. You have nil wide right. receivers. Right. Uh, number three, would you rather, speaking of wide receivers, would you rather? Yes. Well, there's some rumors about DeAndre Hopkins being on the trade market. Spare me about how smart you think you are about what a DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins trade looks like. We're playing a game. Would you rather the Ravens ship their first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins or draft a wide receiver, Jordan Addison, for example, from USC, with their first-round pick? Oh, boy. Well, here's what I'll say. Let me get to my answer. Let me just look at something about him real quick. Um, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. I want to say he's 30. Is that accurate? He's actually going to be 31, I believe, in, okay. before the season begins. I'll double check on that. Yeah, I uh, you're, you're fine. See, so he's 30 right now. Yeah. All right. So here's what I'll say. That if you look at – if you look at our – I don't even want to say if you look at our history because that, that almost isn't germane to what point I'm going to try to make. Who who are the best right now in your mind? Who are the best five wide receivers in the league? In your mind right now. Uh Jefferson, Adams, Hill, Diggs, Cup probably. Okay. I would I would agree with that, I think. I don't know if we're missing anyone. I mean, Jeff, Jeff, AJ Brown would be in the conversation. Okay, but, Jeff, but Jefferson, Adams, Hill, Diggs, Cup. and Cup. Okay. 
How did they get to their respective current teams? They were drafted. Uh, no, no, not all. Not all. Not, not any, at all. A uh, cup was drafted. Jefferson was drafted. Jefferson, Jefferson was, was drafted. drafted. The, the other rest, three, the, the rest of them are were, on their, yes, are, were traded. Are, are, yes, were traded. Um, did you say Hill? Yes. You said Tyreek Hill. Yes. Okay. So if and I don't and again I have to really do some. I'm kind of doing a off the coffee and I have to really do some research. I think if you look at and well Hopkins is in this Hopkins fits this mold too. How did he get to his current team? Uh he was traded. Right. Yes. I, I I don't think I mean Jefferson is clearly an outlier and and Cup is too. I I don't think I I think drafting these receivers for whatever reason this is and I don't have the answer to this. The, it's the most mercurial position in football. From a drafting standpoint, mm-hmm. it's so oddly unreliable. It's incredible. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, I, I think for the Ravens go, it go, is. Go through the list of them. Well, but I think that's the same list. I don't think there's anything that's more of an outlier at wide receiver than it is at any other position. And in fact, I I don't know about that. But anyway, here's my point as it relates to the Ravens and Hopkins. I think if you're going, and Devontae Adams is a guy too, right? I think if you're going to try to really upgrade your wide receiver position Mm -hmm. in a significant way, the only way to do it is by trade. And here's why. Because you know what you're getting. Because you have a proven guy. Now, we can make all the arguments we want about Roman, sucks, Lamar this, Lamar that, who's going to be the quarterback. You can do all all that stuff you Mm -hmm. want. And all of that, as as Quadre Esmail said, you know, some of that is relevant, no question. No doubt about it. But I think you're way, way better served, even if he's $34 million for two years, you're way better served bringing in a free agent. I, I think that age gets to be a little look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones when Julio Jones went from right being, Atlanta to yeah, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee mm-hmm. Everyone thought mm-hmm. dude the the Tech Titans just sealed their yep. way to the Super Bowl. Yep. He's in Tampa. He looks like Fred Sanford. Mm-hmm. He's immobile. Yep. I don't know how that happened. I don't even know how old he is. How old's Julio Jones? 32? Mm, I think he was 30 but anyway, yeah. He, he so Hopkins is now getting to the age. He's, he's, he's thirty three, and he's going to okay. be thirty four. So it's hard for me to say this because I'm about to be sixty. You, Hopkins is getting to the age now mm-hmm. where you do have to be careful because, much like running backs, receivers, and you could use Deshaun Jackson as an example. He's thirty five. Receivers just kind of overnight, they sort of like they just lose it. Some of them, most look at most. There aren't any Tom Brady's. And I'm not saying anybody's going to play the 45. No, but there's, you know, like... Who, who's but, the best old wide receiver in the league? I mean, right at the moment? Yeah. I had to think about who's... Okay. What are we qualifying as old? Because Mike Evans is still 35. really good a decade into his career. 35. I mean, okay, fine. There aren't 35-year-olds. 30, I'll give you that. Okay, so there keep aren't. going there back. There definitely We're, aren't So that. keep going back. 33. No, I'm, that's, that's... I would have to think. I don't... I, I don't I, I've got to be honest with you. I don't off the top of my head I know, know you don't, but I, I'm just saying... But I'd have to think there about There might that. not yes, be any I, 33. I hear you. Keenan Allen's probably about that age. Okay. And he's, is and he's still, still playing really very well. Good. No doubt. Yes. So my point being with Hopkins is you're getting to the to the point now where... Keenan Allen's only 30. Yeah, but you're getting to the point where... They How is Keenan Allen only thirty? He's been around for an eternity. Well, the one guy, the the one big boy, still plays for Duke. 
<laughs> the one kid yeah. Yeah. still What's there. I can't even Plumley. Yeah, yeah, Plumley still there. He's got two more years. Well, there's, there's been also six Plumley. And Brad, and Brad Davidson still at Wisconsin <laughs> no for his ninth year. Um, I think Perry Ellis is still so, at Kansas. So all I'm saying is, you, you, I think you've got to, and maybe it's Adams, but you, I think you're way better off trading for one. So when you say, would you give a number one draft pick up for Hopkins? I. I might give one up for Adams. Oh, that's I, I, but that's not the game I'm. No, playing. I know. Yeah. but I'm saying I do think the age. A- everyone matters. would give up a number one pick for okay. Devontae Adams. So I everyone. Think, would. So I think the age does matter. So, I. But again, I'm going to go off of what we've done hasn't worked. Uh huh. I think I would give up a number one for him. Okay. All right. All right. If it doesn't wreck my cap, and if maybe I can get the Cardinals to pony up some money because they're in the tank. Well, and, and by the way, I, honest, anything like this would involve something coming back the other no, way. I know. Like, I'm just like saying, like, I think I'm not one of these people that beat – the Ravens – you know, you and I have talked about this for a long time. For all the grief that the Ravens get mm-hmm. for the wide receiver, whatever you want to call it, issues that they've had drafting, they are equally as adept at drafting – defensive backs, and other positional players, right? They're, sure. They're, they're very good at drafting tight ends. They're very good. Like, they, mm-hmm. they have a niche, and they don't have a niche. No, but, not at all. Not remotely. But I know what we do. We in, in general, people just negative, 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 negative. No one balances it out. But I do also think it's fair to say this has just not been our forte. But that always goes back to then. Are you just give, abandoning ship? And I've never. No, yeah. no, uh, we're not. We're better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Here's the deal: we're going to go ahead and give up a number one pick for Hopkins because we know this. If we draft one at one, there's there is a an indoctrination period into this that maybe we don't want to go through. But if we bring Hopkins in, we don't have to worry about an indoctrination period. We're just going to throw him to football. And I, also remember, by the way, this one is very. This one is absolutely split. And this also remember, extraordinary. That there's split. no, and I, I hear this all the time from people about Pickens. There's no guarantee ever that just because you passed on a guy, he was going to come to your organization and be, the same guy and be as dynamic. I, it, it, it never works that way. I, well, I agree with that to some extent. This year, I think the, the criticism is, criticism is unique. The uniqueness of the criticism is you ran off your productive wide receiver and knew you had nothing and did nothing. And, and you're saying Anthony Brown? What? I, I mean, not Anthony Brown. Yeah, you're I mean, saying... Um, yes, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood was, Brown. Whatever, whatever his faults are, he was your productive wide receiver. He was the guy. You ran him off. That's fine. And you can even say you got value for him. I don't think. All good. Well, but now you, you're doing it. I don't think they ran him off. Well, he wanted to be gone. That's fine, too. But okay, you, so you, you, you acquiesced. Be you careful. got rid of him. Be careful. That's fine. That's fine. I'm absolutely. He wanted to leave. Yes, and you got rid they of him. They did not want him to leave. That All of this can be true. Okay. You still did it and did nothing well, they, in response. You got Yeah, I'm not nothing. defending them. I'm saying like that, he wanted to leave. It's fine, okay. but you're missing he the He quit them. That's all of that is fine. Okay. The uniqueness is you had a wide receiver, then you didn't have him, and you did nothing about it. That I agree nothing. with. Well, Zero. Demarcus Robinson. No. <laughs> let, the team nothing. Of, let the team of catches. Also true. My answer is uh, yes, emphatically. Tr- make the trade. For I don't even know what we're talking about. He's talking oh, about the Andrew Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. He's, oh, we got to call. I, I, do you want to talk to Paul Johnson, or do you got to get out of here? Oh, oh, who is he? You tell me. <laughs> Paul, you don't. 
Really? Kidding. You doing that bit? I'm kidding. What do you want to do? You um, tell me. I don't yeah, care. I'll talk to Paul right, Johnson. I'll, I'll, I'll run the show. Oh, you'll run the show now? Oh, God. We got a lot. We got a lot of problems. I think I need a raise. <laughs> yeah, it might be true. I have my agent. Yeah, yeah, get on there. I have my agent. Who's representing you now, Ethan? He <laughs> 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 it seems like he's about 40 at this point. I used this line on one of my players once who said my... He said, I wanted a raise, one of my soccer players. Yeah. I said, I got good news for you. You're going to get a raise. He's like, oh, I'm so glad. I said, it becomes effective as soon as you do. <laughs> Not bad. That is, you know what? You almost never do anything that I think has value. That's really good. He <laughs> wasn't back the next year. No, he didn't. Instagram. He didn't like how you the guys G- didn't. You ran him off to Arizona. He didn't like how the GM yeah. spoke to him. Yeah. He said, I said, you are getting a raise. But did you replace him with it somebody or did you just ship him off to Arizona and then decide you didn't need any strikers right. that year? You'd be all right. Drew Forrester is here. Drewsmorningdish.com. Today's show, by the way, continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. Uh, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This week, some great news for our next guest as he was announced for induction to the College Football Hall of Fame. We got to know him during his time here at Navy. He, of course, also spent a lot of time down in Georgia in his career, both at Georgia Tech and before that at Georgia Southern, where he won a couple of national championships. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back into the program now the Hall of Famer, Coach Paul Johnson, who's with us here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations. Well, great. Thanks you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Coach, obviously, you know, a lot of levels, the Hall of Fame is something that people think about a lot. Was this something that had crossed your mind that was on your radar kind of at all ahead of when you got this news? Well, you know, probably not until the latter part of my career, but I think you always, you know, you know, you think about it, but you don't, you don't know if you really have a chance or, or, you know, how it'll play out, but, uh, I'd be, I wouldn't be telling the truth if I didn't say I thought about it. Okay. Is it, so it's, it, it's a, re- I don't, it, we just don't know how to compare it to other halls of fame. This is something that's a really big deal. This, this is something that means a significant amount to you. Yeah. I think what it does is it puts validation on your career. Uh, you know, I spent 40 years coaching and 21 as a head coach, uh, or 22 actually. And, uh, you know, so I think if that at the end of that time, uh, you know, if you look at the whole body of work, uh, <clears throat> maybe that gives you some validation for it. I wonder if you could separate the, the you know, three significant stops as a head coach at the college level. You win national championships at Georgia Southern. You you bring a Georgia Tech program to winning you know, the Orange Bowl and significant heights and conference and championships. But in the middle, what you did at Navy is what stands out so much to us here, not just because it's local, but because we remember where Navy football was before that. Like, we remember Navy wasn't winning games at all at the point at which you arrived. I I know that maybe there isn't the thing that jumps out as significantly as national championships or major bowls, but... What you did at Navy and the significance of turning it around in your career, how much of that stands out to you? Oh, a lot. I mean, I think that we were fortunate. It wasn't just me. It was the staff and everybody involved. But 
I think that we changed the culture there. And uh, when you can go in and do that, uh, <clears throat> it's amazing. I think, you know, when we got there, they had won three games the three years prior to us being there. <clears throat> My first year, we won two. And we had to uh, cut the football team down some and, and make sure that we had guys who wanted to play out there that weren't just getting out of extra activities. And uh, we took away the excuses for losing. I just didn't want to listen to them, you know. Uh, I told those guys, everybody goes to school. Everybody has hard work, you know, la-di-da-di-da. And once we got it going, the, the players took over. I mean, each each class kind of took over, and they were not going to be the ones to, to, to let it slide back. And after that first year, I don't think we ever lost or we ever won less than eight games again while I was there. And, uh, you know, we were 11-1 and one against the other academies, and that's something I was really, really proud of. Hey, Coach, real quick, on a personal note, my mom was from Lenore, and every time we went to Blowing Rock, we would always stop in uh, lovely Newland for uh, a bite to eat at the diner or something like that. So, <laughs> Right. Well, you, there was only one diner in Newland, so you got it. <laughs> yeah. is, that for, is that for real? That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Newland's about as big as this office, I, I think. <laughs> but Blowing Rock was always one of our vacation stops up in Boone. Well, that's where we live now, about uh... – We've got a home up there, Grandfather Golf and Country Club in Linville. Nice. And uh, that's where we spend the summers. We're actually out here in Arizona now for the winter for a couple months. But nice. uh, it's a little chilly up there in the mountains in North Carolina <laughs> right now. No doubt. Hey, Coach, let me ask you, and you know, that you've, I know you've fielded this question thousands of times. Why wouldn't your offensive concept work at, in, at the NFL level? But does work. Okay. I mean, you've got one. You've got one right there in town that's pretty close to it. Right. Uh, the, uh, you know, there's really not a whole lot of difference in what we did in the in the teams that are running the zone option and the zone read. You know, uh, there's hardly a team in football who don't do some of that, and certainly some do more than others. Right. I should have worded uh, it by saying why why don't more teams use it rather than why doesn't it work? So you're right about that. You know, I think that I think there's a lot of misperception perception about some of the stuff and that you know the quarterbacks get beat up and they get hurt and uh people don't want to play in it they don't want to do do this and that and uh you know certainly you could find people that could do it just like you could in college or whatever uh and i guarantee you people don't want to play against it but you know you take a defensive line who's getting paid to for sacks the last thing they want to do is squeeze the tackle and try to read who's got the ball in the option and we uh, we see that like a lot. Exactly, we see that a lot. Yeah. So. I, did you notice? Like, I remember you were here in Baltimore a few years ago, meeting with the Ravens um, as they were kind of implementing what it is they were going to do. Did you notice as you were watching that? Did you ever like look at a play and say, you know, I think that they might have taken that one from us. I think that might might have been one of ours. No, not really. I mean, we actually sat down and visited and talked through blocking schemes and and different things when I was there, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, certainly the guy that they got playing quarterback there, is, he's a freak. I mean, he, he's as athletic as anyone I've ever been around. Right. And, uh, you know, they've got uh, they've got some good concepts and some good ideas with what they do, and, and uh, I think they've meshed it together, you know, pretty well. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to mesh it together in the playoffs here for a couple of weeks. Paul Johnson is with us, former Navy coach. Now he's headed to the College Football Hall of Fame. 
Um, Coach, obviously you, you referenced you know, changing the culture, and that stuck around for a long time at Navy. I'd, I'd be remiss to not ask what your response was. I, you know, we're hopeful for Brian Newberry, and we like him a whole heck of a lot, but you know, there was a lot of disappointment around here um, with the decision to let go of Kenny Amatololo, who I know was your guy and was able to continue and, I don't know, maybe even raise that level um, from the point at where you left it. What was your response when you heard that he was being let go? Well, disappointed. Uh, you know, I think anytime anyone loses their job, you're disappointed. And But, you know, I try to look at the positive. He was there for a long time. And uh, he had a great run and accomplished some great things. So, uh, you know, he'll leave a pretty good legacy there. And, uh, I, you know, things change and for whatever reasons. But, uh, you know, I, certainly he left his mark on that place and, He'll be remembered there for a long time. Do you have a sense for what like a reasonable standard is as a service academy coach? Like it's one of the things we talk about a lot. Like you guys did so much winning that I almost wonder if like the standard was raised to a level that's not fully fair given everything that goes on in a service academy for what expectations should be. Yeah, I think that happens everywhere. Um, you know, it's almost like if you if you go in and. Uh, I'll take Georgia Tech, for example. Uh, we went in and won 20 games the first two years. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden that becomes the norm. I mean, that's what they expect. Well, mind you, they'd only won nine games like four times in the 35 years before we got there. But that doesn't matter. You know, that's the new norm. So that's kind of what you're judged on for a little bit. Uh, and then it uh, – it, it goes from there. I, I remember when I left Georgia Southern, we had gone 62-10 and 10 the five years I was there as head coach. Uh, one of my assistants gets the job. They fire him four years later, and they haven't had anybody since that had as good a record as he had. Hmm. But the standard was set to a point where it was almost impossible to stay there. And that's what happens sometimes. And I, I think probably what happened with the academy is there's certain things that, that each academy can do to help. Um, and I know in talking to Kenny, he was, he was talking about that the other two academies were able to stretch their guys during COVID and they weren't at Navy and this, that, and the other. And the one thing you have to do at the academies have to beat the other academies, I think. And that's the one big, big thing. And, uh, you know, it's hard to do if you're not on a level playing field. That's fair. It's inc- extraordinarily fair. Uh, Coach, uh, before I let you go, I, I one of my all-time favorite football games, one of my all-time favorite games ever, was in 2007. And I wonder where it is on everything that you accomplished in your career. Where Where is ending 43 years of futility against Notre Dame? And I know it wasn't a great Notre Dame team, but it was a great day. and it was Still a, Notre Dame! It's a great win. Where Where does that rank on the list for Paul Johnson and his life? that day in South Bend? Well, it's special. Uh, there's no question. I was so happy for the for the guys who were playing and, and really for the whole uh, academy. I mean, it had been so long. and uh, yeah, There's a pretty funny understory to that one because before the game, uh, Charlie Weiss was talking to me. We were talking at midfield, and he was talking about it. He said, you guys score a lot of points. He said, I don't know how you score so many points. And uh, he said, look at your guys and look at my guys. And he said, I'm a great play caller. And I just like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, but he goes, you guys score a lot of points. You just can't get enough. 
And when we won the game, I couldn't help myself. I went across the field and I said, Coach, we got just enough. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Coach. I uh, got just enough, 46-44. What a, what a day that was and what a win it was to the academy and a major statement about and obviously it uh, was something that happened a couple more times after that. And so thankful, hopefully yeah, they, won't. they got them. Yep. Yeah. They got them a couple years in a row. I think hopefully, so. hopefully we'll never see that number get back up to 43. Uh, how's life these days, coach? What are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, you know, other than uh, spending time out in Arizona at the moment? Well, we've got, uh, you know, I don't have much structure. <laughs> uh, I'm probably getting ready to go walk the dog, maybe go to the horse track. It's like nice. The, uh, but, uh, Play, play a lot of golf, yeah. especially in the summer with our home up grandfather. We've got a home there on the 10th hole, and uh, we've got a good group that we hang out and play with and uh, really just kind of getting settled here in Arizona, so trying to find my niche. and I'm sure I'll be playing a lot of golf here in the next couple months and just kind of being retired. Not, not bad. Doesn't seem like a bad life, Coach. At all. When you need a full time caddy, you just let me know, and I'll be right there in Arizona and up in Boone with you. There you go. There you go. All right, sounds good. Hey, Coach. Uh, congratulations, the College Football Hall of Fame. It's an extraordinarily great honor. Congratulations. You're very well deserved. We uh, we appreciate everything you did during your time here in Annapolis, and uh, look forward to seeing you get inducted this year. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for all us right. this morning. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. Coach Paul Johnson, of course, former Navy football coach, headed into the College Football Hall of Fame. Arizona, huh? Doesn't seem like a bad place to be. Arizona. Yeah, huh? what idiot would go out there and then maybe leave? Imagine doing that. Could you imagine having a great gig out in Arizona? Well, you doing... had to leave. Well, I didn't, actually. <laughs> I did. Didn't they tell you? To... Well, there were some incidents, but yeah. I, they were going to let me stick around. Yeah, well, they were going to force you to stick around. Yeah, that's, in fact, the exact All right. opposite. All right. Correct. They were going to force me to stick around in Arizona. Drew Forrester is here. Drew's Morning Dish. Are we done now? You and I arguing? Well, I don't, what do you want to argue about? No, I said, are we done? Well, you, you tell me. Do you have something else you want to argue about? You, just, you got so you mad. Wanna, I, I, you got so we're mad. Not, we're not revisiting it. We're not doing it. You got so mad. We're not doing this. I love how you get I'm, so spirited about this. I. This is very different. This isn't a passionate about opinion. This is about, this isn't the way that we do things. Like, I do I do think that we have to be very careful when we say But you're saying the longer. same thing everybody else is saying. I'm not. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, you sure you are. Why, Why don't he, you think he's playing this weekend? Because he can't. That's exactly correct. Right. Right. So so what are you I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, you're, same you're thing. Moving, We're saying you're the same the, thing. Are we? You, you've already said he doesn't want to play if he isn't healthy. <laughs> it's not what I said. Oh, it isn't? I said I don't think he can play. Because why? That's what I said. Because he's not healthy. Uh, you said you don't think he wants to play. You're using different words. He doesn't, he doesn't want to play unless he's healthy sakes we're not doing this there's nothing good that's coming from this what else is going on in the world what else is happening? carlos correa passed a physical i did see Who? that yeah i did see that oh that's a joke what, you, what about it is a joke i mean come on what it passed the physical because they gave him 200 million instead of 320 million. well yeah there's, you lost 120 million dollars how funny is that it's it's well. I mean, for him, I bet it's not very funny. <laughs> I bet he's he not lost 120 about million. It. I guess that's my, an expensive knee. Here's my question: because this got brought up a couple times. If if the other teams would have said, "Hey, look, we would have done the same deal too," we we didn't get the chance to, right? Like 
we were we were trying to use failing a physical to negotiate the old Orioles model, right? Like, <laughs> we'll agree to a number, and then after we look at your physical, let's try to negotiate again. Let's try to make you damage goods so we can neg- negotiate with right. you at that oh, point. It worked. Presuming that this is not just the Twins sort of doing it blindly, presuming that the Mets would have also done six years and $200 million, the Giants would have also done six years and $200 million. $35 million a year. Should the Orioles have done that? No. Why not? Well, I I would say no because they have a, enough stockpiled in that spot. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say no to that, but then I'm also gonna jump right over and say, but I would have given it to Trey Turner. So I know. Well, you couldn't have gotten Trey Turner for six years and two hundred million dollars. If you let me finish, I was just yeah. gonna say that he would have cost you three fifty or right. whatever. Um, but but yeah, I think the answer to that's no. I. And I'm saying that, and I'm not a doctor, and I have not seen the MRI. But obviously but something's... I'm, I'm giving you the presumption. Something's going I'm, I'm on. I'm saying presume, okay, or assume, assume the Giants, Mets, and Twins would have all been comfortable at six years, $200 million. Assume that. It, rather than... Rather the, the, their issue is specifically, we're not doing 10, right? We think you're going to be good. We, but I would ask, tell me why six and not ten? In four years, is his leg falling off? Something, like what, whatever it is, what whatever is it, it is. Right. The, 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 I'm give, I'm I telling you, to make the, the assumption. To so make the answer the assumption. to that's no. And the reason the answer to that's no is, I'm I'm going to say that I'll take that two hundred million right now, and I'll escrow it, and it'll be two sixty in four years, and I'll be able to give that money to Rutschman. Or Henderson, or Holiday. So are you or, only or, ever spending money on your own guys? No, uh, but I think we're in this position right now as a franchise where we've got to try to we've got to try to continue building with what we consider to be asterisk here because they've only played one year mm-hmm. franchise kind of players. And I'll go back to the mercurial third baseman slash shortstop that they had. And say so. You're saying they're going to sign him again in the no, year? No, of no, no, no. I'm going to say like, what would have happened if after the second year of Manny mm-hmm. they would have said, "Yeah, let's how's let's, ten years, right. two hundred and forty million dollars mm-hmm. sound?" I'm mm-hmm. just making that number. Whatever the number, right? And and let's learn from, because by the time he got to year five and was one of the best players in baseball, he was gone. Because he, he, he was, right, he was he, close he to free agency. Unlike football, the baseball players want to get the free agency. And he knew. And he knew, like, I'm a rock star. I, I think in his year two, he was a he was an oft-injured kind of just getting his feet under him. But you could see there was something there, right? I yes. mean, we all knew. Yes. I don't know that anybody knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer a- after his second year. But I think we knew we got something, right? That's an interesting. This catcher is yeah. a Hall of Famer. Maybe. Maybe. So he is Hall of Fame talent, right? Like I don't know that he's going to have a Hall of Fame career because you just correct. You know, well, I mean, gonna, we, but he has Hall of Fame talent. I'll gonna, give you that. I'll give you that. We're gonna we're gonna issue a caveat with every one of these right. guys, which is to say you never know. Right. But this kid's a Hall of Famer to me. As I look at him right now, why wouldn't I just say I'm going to give him the two hundred million dollars? Right. And I'm not saying they got to give it to him well, right now. With the uh, the issue being, but I would say this: Will he accept if, it? If, right. Right. Like, but if he does this this year, mm-hmm. if he's if he's two eighty four, 
30 homers, 110 runs batted in, fourth mm-hmm. in the MVP voting. I would bring him in in December and say, here's the check. And just tell us what you want, right? Mm-hmm. I would endeavor to do that right now, as quickly mm-hmm. as I could. I agree. And and you couldn't do that, per se, if you started forking over $200 million to 30-year-old shortstop. So this is, this is the tricky part. Or 27-year-old shortstop. Like, I, the tricky part is That's if, all I'm saying. if what you're saying is there's only ever going to be so much money to spend, well, then we need to kind of be honest about it. They're never going to do anything, Okay, right? so like, then we can table this for now yeah. till they see who buys the team. We could table this for now. And we can see who buys it because this is this ownership group is in the December of their of mm-hmm. their tenure, mm-hmm. right? So let's wait and see what happens. But all I'm saying is you can make up whatever number you want. And mm-hmm. if we were doing this in a room and we were sitting here, we would say this. If we had the bean counters with us and the owner, their representative, um, English Premier League teams do this all the time. Mm-hmm. They operate on five years. And they sit around with the owner and the the accountants, and they and the owner says to the there's a different term for it than general manager, but the owner says to the director of the team, "How much money do you envision me needing to spend in the next five years? How much?" And the then they bring in the technical director, right. the the guy who knows. By the way, if you watch the Wrexham show with Ryan Reynolds, it's, and it's, it's wonderful, it's and you see this exact thing right. play out. So they it's exactly what so you're they, talking so about. So they sit at a lower level of it. It's not right, the right, but they sit down and they say, okay, here the technical director who knows football mm-hmm. comes in and says, okay, here's the deal. We 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 got a left fullback who's 29 years old. Yep. And he's a little limited, and we got him for two more years, and then we'll probably be able to sell him mm-hmm. to a, a second division team. His career will be ending, but he'll still get the same amount of money. But he'll go to a second division team. He'll lift them up. It'll be he'll go. To, and I'm making this name up because they may even he'll go to Watford mm-hmm. to boost them. We'll get rid of him. the 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 center back. We're going to need a a real center back in in another two years. Here are the five center backs. Right now, that we could go chase, mm-hmm. they're going to cost us sixty million pounds. Okay, great. They put that up on the board, right? So they tell the owner, "You're going to need to invest." And I'm making this number up. You're going to need to invest three hundred million pounds. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell off a hundred million pounds. We're going to we're going to bring in four hundred million. You need to have three hundred million pounds ready in five years, right? And so they that's how they go about building their team, and and it. It's not really that dissimilar to baseball in that it's positional. You can look on the board and say, hey, we need – you could have done this two years ago for right. the Orioles. Just pretend that we're in 2020. You're Billy Beans sitting around with Jonah Hill. But just pretend – you two years ago you would have said – and if we wouldn't have taken Henderson, you would have said as the Orioles in December of tw- – or January of 2020 – one, mm-hmm. you would have said, hey, in the 23 season, we're going to need a shortstop. And here are the three or four that are going to be available. Yep, lots of them. Yep. Now, put your $300 million away because mm-hmm. we need one of those four guys. Right. Right? So you could do that right now, or you could say, we already have the catcher. We already know we have him. I, He's here. I hear you. This The conversation I'm going to compare it to is the conversation. But you got to have the owner. When, so what I'm saying is when the ownership right. changes and the new owner comes in, because this ownership group is not inclined to do that. That's, well, we all know that. Probably not. Well, they're not. They haven't. I, I think inclined's a funny word. I, 
I don't know if they would be inclined if they could, right? Like the the decision maker. Okay, but historically, historically, this franchise has never spent. I money I understand on. what you're saying. I'm saying I don't know if John Angelos would be inclined to. I don't think he has access to the money in order to be able to do it. Like his inclination might be very much to say. You you don't think they could have given Manny Machado thirty million a year? That's a di- that's different decision maker. That was Peter Ooh, Angelos was making that decision. Okay, it was like you have to. Oh, okay. It was a different right, decision fair maker fair at enough. that time. No, you're right. I don't know what John Anglin. I have no idea what John Angelos's inclinations would be as right. an owner because we don't know that but he's ever new, had the but opportunity. The new owner who comes in, right? I would say most of those people who come in want to come in with some sort of splash. Yes, and and want to be and want yes. you to know. They want you and I to know right out of the gate mm-hmm. is things are going to be different here. Right, correct. Right? Like, it's time. Let's go. Right, so, Get on board with what right. we're doing. So I just mm-hmm. spent, whatever, the number, $1.4 billion on this franchise or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, a- and I got to spend another $400 million on baseball players mm-hmm. over the next, whatever, three years, 130, 130, 130, right. whatever it comes out to. Um, I would say to me... I would take these three people that appear to be right now the the marquee pieces. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear and commit to that. Right. I hear what you're saying. I I do think that's a Rather bigger than go spend it I, on. Carlos I have said Correa. all along. I think it'd do more for this fan base. Like the the comparison of what would be the bigger what would get this fan base more electrified? Carlos Correa or Adley Rutschman? To me, the answer would be Adley Rutschman. Like I. I think there's more value in Not that. Not only would it get the fan base more invigorated, it, it's a better baseball decision. Yeah. The, the argument being, you can always do it with Adley Rutschman next year, right? Like you The don't only have negative to you have about now. Rutschman, and, and, and this isn't even a negative because of the designated hitter and or... Right, is you don't know if he can be a catcher it, for 10 years. Correct. Right. The only negative you have is the natural wear and tear on his body, mm-hmm. and five years from now you say, hey, this spring training... Maybe you should pick up a first baseman's club. Right, Just correct. Just for kicks. Correct. But other than that, you, there's nothing that would preclude me. It's not my money. Nothing would preclude me from saying to him right now, we were going to give Carlos Correa $200 million, We're going to give it to you and, and I agree with that. But the only flip side argument being, but you can give it to him next but year. you can't you, cut your hair. You, there's, okay. You can't. I'm not opposed to that. You get rid I'm of not that opposed hair to, and then you're done. You can't give Carlos Correa $200 million next offseason is the point that I'm making. Right, you have like, one chance. You have one option okay. for that guy. You have multiple options for Adley Rutschman. You don't have to do it now. Now, the closer he gets to free agency, the less likely he is to do it. You're going to have to do it. 100%. I mean, the, the Rays are the experts at this. Right. It almost well, the Braves ha- now are the experts right. at this. But the it, Braves it, are, it are writing a book. Done. It has to be done after their second year. That's the ideal time, yes. That's well, the ideal. year the close, two yes, is optimal. Right. Year three, you got to do it. And after that, your ship has sailed. Probably, unless you're willing to pay market value. Unless you're willing. You're no longer but getting any sort of year two is when you do it. It's the best possible time to do it. But as we've said before, Adley Rutschman also, by virtue of being a catcher, might be in a unique spot where he says, I only have ever have one chance to get a mega deal. I'm not doing anything other than getting to free agency and getting my mega deal. Like, that might okay. be the way that they're operating. No problem. But just remember, you're, you yes, can, you're, you, there's I a mean, lot of, it's well, baseball. There's a lot of risk. Yes, right. 100%. There's a lot of risk involved. I don't know the way that he thinks. But yes, 1,000%, I would prefer for you to give money to Adley Rutschman. All right, we got to go. Do you want to do you want to I mean, you got to go. We got to do a tidbit tubular and then I got to play a segment one of the Tyus Bowser show. You want you can stay. If you want to stay by all means, stay till we hit play. And I've heard the Bowser show it's 
not yeah, it's not that great. <laughs> no, not that great. I mean, like, you want us to come back? We'll do tidbit tubular. Come back. We'll do that, and we'll let you go. Jeez, right. Am I getting overtime? I I can't believe we made we made it this far today. If I'm being completely honest, yeah, you were really you. can't you believe got very we made edgy it this earlier. Far. Can't believe it. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. It's Glenn Clark Radio. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sportsperson of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. So did you win money or not? Was that Dallas? No, it's Colson. 
Carlson. Yeah. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Um, so here's the story. Well, he pays you all that money. So here's the story. Yeah. So a friend of mine had this four-team parlay, right? Uh-huh. That the first three pieces of it hit. Okay. And the last piece. Why can't you just say it's, you know, it's legal now, right? Like, why do you still <laughs> pretend like you're not allowed to bet? Like why I'm do you say my friend? I don't want to. Tell I don't understand you. why I don't you keep tell you saying that. I'm not going to tell you. Is it a rule at Calvert Hall? Are you not, you are you not allowed on, to bet because of your job I'm at Calvert Hall? I'm telling you Jerry Coleman's name on the air. <laughs> Just tell me why it is that we still have to pretend like it ain't you. Because so, a friend of mine. Yeah. So my friend has gets the first three, and it's modest. It's I'll tell you because my friend told me it's twenty twenty in to win two ten. Okay. But you got to hit all four. Okay, yes. That's that tends to be how these things work. Okay. Right? So my friend puts in twenty, he's gonna right. win two ten. He, keeps, he hits the keep doing that? he hits the first three. The last bet like is, you, you got the, the papers, they legalized the it. Last the last bet is the Miami Oklahoma City over. Okay. And it's two twenty three two two I'm pretty sure in the NBA now one team scores two hundred twenty three. Two yeah. the total is two twenty three and a half. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ready for this? Okay. So uh, it's it's X to X at the half and it looks like the over it looks like the under's going to hit easily. I want to say at the half they only scored you can look it up. They only scored like 90 points, 94 points between In an NBA game. Do they sit everybody? So or? it looks like the under's going to hit with ease. Okay. And then they start piling on the points. My buddy's like, they're dude, they're scoring at will. Yeah, it's weird that you keep talking to your friends so much. <laughs> so you're sixty years old. I can't ready? believe you have a friend that you so listen, talk so frequently with. So when it gets to two oh seven, my friend says, I think I'm gonna cash out. And the cash out is sixty eight dollars. So you're cashing out, you put in twenty to win sixty eight. Or you hold off and you win the two ten. My friend goes to cash out the bet, and when he goes to cash it out, it goes to suspended, meaning no more cashing out. The minute he, literally my friend hits the button to cash it out, and it comes back and says suspended, and now the last three minutes of the game are getting played. And so you're stuck. Your friend, obviously. Your friend's stuck. And the final? 112-111. Well, you're asking me to do math now. Two, two, three. <laughs> and you're ready for this? They had 219 points with a minute 40 to go in the game. I say barely. And yeah, my they, friend yeah. was pacing Oh, yeah, he was losing floor. his mind, no doubt. No doubt. Well, well. It's unbelievable. Well. I mean, I said to him, I'm like, dude, right. I hope you're. Right. <laughs> I, I hope you're happy with yourself. I mean, the, that you do this on a, here's a question. on a Tuesday yeah. night. Does your friend choose to bet again tonight? Like, tell me how that works. I haven't talked to him yet today. No, you haven't had a conversation. <laughs> but I'm like, I hope you're proud of yourself. I might, I might avoid talking to your friend in the future. I, <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. This is how you spend your Tuesday nights. Yeah, ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Right. Well, how's your friend feel about yelling, the Capitals Flyers? Yelling game? at Stetson basketball because they scored nine points in the last 32 seconds. I had to, uh, I had to take a break. I had to take a break. It got a little... It's, if got you a little watch, un- got if, a little unhealthy. Look, here's the thing I'll just say about yeah. sports gambling. If you take, and, and just make the number up, if you take 50 bucks and you bet $10 on five games mm-hmm. and you just bet it, put the phone down and do whatever else you do on an, on an evening, and at 11 o'clock you say, oh, how'd I right. do? If you don't put yourself through it. 
Yes. But if you yeah. get in, if you get embedded into these oh, games, oh, it is toxic. It's worse it's than toxic. It's, oh, it's so <laughs> it's toxic. unbelievable. You can't function. You say you things that you never thought you were capable of saying as a human being. You end up getting you, in fights with people. It's, it's incredible. So bad. It's so bad. Uh, two things really quickly. You guys had 211 points with three minutes to go. You needed 13 more points. You couldn't do it. What's wrong with Shameful. you people? Shameful. Shame. You should be embarrassed. Uh, All of you should my be friends embarrassed. Like, your right, friend. your friend. Yeah. yeah, at, yeah. Le- at least you witnessed history. It was, Again, it was why a historic can't night you for the just heat. Miami went 40 for 40 from the foul line last night. It's going up in tidbit. They went 40 for 40? 40 for 40. 40 for 40. They never missed a foul shot. That's pretty unbelievable, honestly. Well, Maryland's had that happen to them. <laughs> Wait, Except they've gone them? 0 for yeah. 40. No, 0 for 40. Right. Jesus. They won a game. Get that going. Okay, I mean they they're not they're not they're, they're, they're okay. Not okay. Right, that's why I said no, they're, they're okay. not okay. You're they're definitely they're okay. not okay. They just beat Ohio State <sighs> without their best player. Well, that's true. They lost yeah. by sixteen with that game. Almost certainly. Uh, hey, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel is the best place to watch and bet on every sporting event, including the playoff slate this weekend. Speaking of which, with the news I this like morning, the team, by the way, with who I like the Terps. I'm like do you? you. I'm like Dude. you. Yeah, all of a sudden you become a number one. Well, well you were more of a turgeon. Well, let me guy. ask you this. I'll just ask you this. Yeah. How many games have you been to this year? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Who likes the team? Uh, I, I barely watched any of the games because they played them all on Sundays. I don't know what that's all about. Drewski's been to two. Okay. What, what is going on? <laughs> you can either, what is going on in your life? It's coffee. This isn't a midlife crisis because you are way past midlife, my friend. I don't know what I this just like is the local teams. That's you. all. Is that what it is? You like the local teams? So you gonna go down and see them play Iowa? Oh, they're on the road at Iowa. Never mind. Yeah, you don't even know where the games. I are. I don't even know when they are. I don't know anything about them. Playing at four thirty on Sunday at Iowa. I need a game to go to with the kids on Saturday. Who's home? UMBC's home. I'll go to UMBC. That's exactly what I'll do. I'll go see UMBC on set on Saturday with the kids. I got Towson's home too. Yeah. Are they home on Saturday? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'll probably go to Towson. Let me take that back. No, we'll go to UMBC. Right. That's exactly where we're going to go. We like UMBC. Okay. UMBCRetrievers.com. That's where we're going to go. Um, Steve, are you still there? Yeah, he's still there. I, th- I mean, I think he's going to be there until he dies. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, by the way, uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, the number has moved by a point. It's now Ravens plus seven and a half after uh, the news from Ian Rappaport this morning. I. <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even want to share it. But here's a report from jo- Jordan Schultz of the Score. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is still dealing with quote extreme swelling unquote and remains quote pretty limited unquote. A source tells the Score. I'm told this has nothing to do with his contract either. So you go ahead. We'll just move right along. We'll just put that out there and not talk about it in any in any form or fashion. That's what we'll do with that. Tidbit is. Has this guy seen his knee? I have no idea. Dude, by the way, that I, dude should be totally. By the way, I think I think this there is a small chance that that comes from Lamar's camp. Knowing that reporter, there's a small chance. There's very little that's coming from Lamar's camp. Knowing, why, why, so let me ask you this real quick. I'm being honest about as the, mm-hmm. as the wheel turns with this. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Lamar and or the team? And maybe they've asked him. I'll preface this by right. saying they may have asked him, mm-hmm. and he may have said, "I don't want to." Yeah, do that's it. totally possible. Why Why wouldn't he? Fate, why wouldn't he have ten minutes with the media? Well, it's what, what, a, it is team and, and, it is team policy that injured players don't speak to the media. That is team policy. In fact, like, and I know what the answer might be. John might say, "I don't want Lamar speaking to the media." It's a little bit of that, but it's. I'm telling you, there is a legitimate team policy to the point where if you go into the locker room 
and an injured player just happens to be there, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen I'm trying to, an example. Yeah, well, Michael Pierce is a is a guy that I like a lot, right? And I see Michael Pierce happen to be in the locker room that day. I say, well, crap, I want to go over and talk to Michael Pierce. They would have one of their stooges. No, I'm not stooges. I'm sorry, that's mean to say. They would have one of their. You got mad at me earlier. I'm sorry. That is, I shouldn't have called him stooge. stooge. But you know what I mean. Like they would have. They would have one of their guys, flags, People. gals, one of their folks. professionals. But it, I'm saying it might not even it would be, be a girl. Would it? I don't know. I don't even. I don't remember who ever works there anymore. I don't go any longer. I'm out. They don't want me. It might there. be a girl. I don't know. Um, they wouldn't. They would female, have somebody. Female PR. Female PR people would never go in the locker room, right? Or am I wrong? You're wrong. I'm wrong on that. Yes, you're wrong on that. Um, That's interesting. They would, they would have, they would literally come over and separate you. Say, so you don't, you don't talk to injured players. That is a team policy that you don't. Okay. The injured but, players but, don't do media. Okay, but is that separate from? Hey, Lamar, you need to do ten minutes with the media. I, I, to your point, should they have approached him at some point and said? Let's you get know, this out of the Lamar, way. Lamar, you know what's going on. We'd, we'd like Roll to... Roll your pants up and show your We'd name. like to try to do this. Now, the, here's why they wouldn't... Should they do that? Well, maybe. If it, here's what I would suggest. Well, John would never want that from a competitive standpoint. Sure, because now, then you're acknowledging... But John also right. knows that if he doesn't practice today and he doesn't practice tomorrow, mm-hmm. that he's not playing Sunday. And mm-hmm. the rest of the world knows that. Their answer would be, well, he can talk on Monday, right? Like, that would sort of be the answer at that right. point. And if, you know what I'm going to say to that as it relates to, like, and I go through this a lot and I get yelled at on Twitter all the time. No, no one has any business. No one, none of us, me, you, right. anybody, we don't have any business knowing anything we don't need about. To. We don't need it's to. It's none know. of our business. We don't need to know. They're trying to win a football game. Correct. Correct. I do defend that. I Like, we want to know, but we don't need to I know. I wanted to date Elizabeth Shue. That would have been wonderful. It didn't work out. That you know by why? the way, I have a story to tell you sure. about. I Elizabeth. tried to kiss her. I told you that. You knew uh, that. The MIS and All Star game. I, I, I have been told someone we both know has kissed Elizabeth Shue. Well, now I'm really jealous. I, because I, I, someone we know well, someone we know well, has okay. kissed Elizabeth Shue. I'm. Well, I definitely tried at the MIS All Star game in 1987. Breaking news. Because you know her brother played for yes, the LA I'm team. Andrew Shue, of Andrew. course, of course. All right, that's my claim to fame, by the way. When people, you know, what you claim to fame. Now it's the U.S. Senior Open, but it was. I was in the. I was at a party with Elizabeth Shue. That was what you had. That was the. Not that you peed with Prince. I feel like that might have been. I, I might have like, led I with f- that. I feel like that. That goes on the creepy side. That you peed with him. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't pee in the same urinal with I mean, him. But Prince. Like I'm pretty sure that actually. But I was at a party with Elizabeth Shue. Right. I, I don't know. I, I might be missing something here. Let's get no, a tidbit. I was there with her in the Tid- same. I'm you know, aware. I was at a party with her. Tidbit is brought you to. Thank you. Tidbit is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsu Grill. But I'm telling you, someone we know tells me, tells a hell of a story. I'm very jealous. That they have kissed Elizabeth Shue. Man. Ginsu Kamado Grill. kid with her on the beach. GinsuGrills.com. And I found out that story because they were one-upping my story about the time that I kissed Miss Jewish Maryland. <laughs> I was talking, was telling the story of being a freshman at UMBC and Busta Rhymes playing at Quad Mania and... There was a girl that didn't go to UMBC that was at a party with all of us, and we thought the cops were coming, and so we all went to and hide. Kissed her and ran out. And, no, she and I, <laughs> you know, she and I went and hid in the uh, shower in the bathroom for some reason, and we ended up making out. And I didn't know, and I found out later that she was Miss Jewish Maryland. It was a highlight of my life um, to this point, still today. Don't tell my wife. Uh, <laughs> it was a highlight of my life. So I'm telling that story, and then this person said, "I got one better." 
I got one better, and the answer was Elizabeth Shue. I'll tell you more about it in a minute. I'll, in fact, I'll, I'll write it down. Yeah, right, I'll write it down, and you get that response. Uh, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Yeah, this person. I don't but Jerry Coleman never kissed yeah, her. Right? <laughs> you talk what? You'll be flabbergasted by the people that Jerry Coleman has kissed. It'll blow your mind. How you doing, Jerry? Um, yeah, you can talk to him about that. You can have that conversation one day. Might, no, I, okay. Might I'm, be listening right now. I'm anxious. Might be listening right now. Uh, Ginsu Kamado Grill, GinsuGirls.com. Through the end of the week, you can use the code tailgate. Save $100. I don't even know order. Proctor liked kissing women. Happily married. By the way, happy birthday, John Proctor. When? Today. Today? Today yeah. is John Proctor's I like John, birthday. especially when he sleeps. There you go. Yeah, Give he, him one more. He, he fled so that send we couldn't. Him, uh... Send him back to Boys Town. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Oh, it'll make his day. It'll make his, it'll no, make his I birthday. Li- I do seriously like Proctor. I do. About yeah. as much as I like a colonoscopy. There you go. <laughs> that, that, was, that was half new material. That's not even one of your regulars. <laughs> Let me throw the thing through the glass. <laughs> yeah, there the you go. Yeah, there you go. Do that. GinsuGirls.com. Get to the tidbit. Okay. Well, I was going to say fled. Do read, would you? I did. GinsuGirls.com. <laughs> why do I have you in here ever? <laughs> you want to come in and do I'm out next week. You, you want to come in and do the show? Imagine if we did this and we weren't sober. <laughs> I feel like a couple mornings when we were at the Super Bowl, we might as well not have been. Whoa, there, was, <laughs> there were a few mornings. There was one morning in Indianapolis that there did were not go well. There few mornings. That was the <laughs> only time in Indianapolis that I thought- ha- we might be better yeah, off. We might be just saying we'll come back this afternoon. How uh, how many times did somebody bring up something? Because you did mornings a lot longer than I was there with you. You were did mornings for years beforehand. You did mornings for years afterwards. I only did it for a few years with you. How many times did you say something, or somebody informed you of something that you said later in the day, and you said, did "Me? Did I? I said that? <laughs> yeah, right? I don't, there were quite a few times. I don't remember that? Dude. I just remember in Indianapolis, you and I were." No, we were not in good shape, and we went to that. Remember, we uh, what? What? A, what? There was the uh, the old uh, Maryland Virginia Tech basketball game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we went. To that, that wasn't. Wait a second. No, no, no. That wasn't the Super Bowl. That was the combine. Oh, I thought it was. We the were Super there Bowl. for the combine, and we gave him the middle finger because he wanted to go to TGI Fridays. You remember how this went? Yeah, but I think it was you're Saturday night. No, it was Saturday night. No, it was a Sunday night for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I think you're wrong on this. I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure you are. I know that Monday morning was the kickoff morning, and and be- I don't think that. Well, Luke- then then maybe we're talking about two different yeah. things. But I remember the Monday morning of the Super Bowl in Indianapolis. As always, the equipment worked on Sunday at eight. And, oh, yeah, right. And yeah, we followed the same plan every yeah, time yeah. we got there. Yeah. We got into the town at three, one. three. Yeah, whatever it was, mid afternoon. The, the equipment never worked. Mm-hmm. We would then go to dinner. Mm-hmm. We would come back at nine, mm-hmm. and the equipment would work. 100%. And, and, and then the next morning, yep. it would never work. 100%. Right. Yes. So we, we spent the first hour or two. Well, the next morning in Indianapolis, it worked. And we were kind of banking on it not working. Right. And when we got there at six oh seven to get started, we were upstairs. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were upstairs, and it was, and they had the rope in front so that people could oh, yeah. walk. This was the first year that people were allowed into this. People yes. could walk Correct. into the. It's twelve eighteen. What am I doing? We still have to play the Bowser. Get to the point. Get to the point. You were really hungover. Well, that's probably true. Oh, all right. That's almost certainly true. Okay. I was hungover a lot. <laughs> That was I, was, my, I was like 24 or whatever my, I was, that 26. Was my point. But you were supposed to be professional. Well, remember they had the um. That's, now I've now I've decided to be professional, and you're not. Remember they it. had the thing, the rope line thing through the middle of the city. 
Oh, I do remember that. Remember they yeah, had the, the remember you could get yeah. go yeah. into one of the buildings yeah. and yeah, take, zip the, line down. take yeah. the zip 100%. line down. 100%. I do remember that. And I know what I had the that that shrimp with the Oh, well they you had that in Dallas and oh. you didn't know what you were getting into. They they came down to the Dallas Super Bowl and I brought fainted. it and you had no idea what you were getting into. I fainted. Yeah, it wasn't so. It that wasn't. was the worst of them all. The worst because it was we were iced in for the whole Right, week. correct. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, and what's his name's dad got in the cab with us. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald's dad, yeah. And we're like, Where are you going? He yeah. goes, Just drop me off right here. And the guy's like, so Dude, get weird. out of my cab. It was so weird. It was so weird. He wanted to ride to like the <laughs> yeah. bar. Yeah, it was so weird. Uh, two things. The what airline? The guy goes, what by, airline are you going far to? The, hang Glenn on. goes, we're going on Southwest. They said to Larry Fitzgerald's dad, what airline are you going to? He goes, oh, I'm not going to the airport. Just drop me yeah. off right it here. It wasn't nearly as bad as the uh, Indianapolis Super Bowl <laughs> when we nearly got held up. Oh. Where we got held up on the way to the airport. Oh. <laughs> well, the guy said, it's yeah. another $25. Yeah, and Drew said, you got a gun? It's <laughs> a straight shoot. I said, said, the guy said, it's another 25 He looked around. He said, yeah. you guys got $25 more? Yeah. I said, for what? He goes, to get to the airport. I said, put, you better put this thing in forward and drive and go, or, or we're going to have a problem. Yeah, $25 more. Yeah. Yep. That, that legitimately, the guy pulled over, pulled over on the highway. So Glenn, you got said, a gun. Yep. Yep. Got a gun. Got a gun. That was the, uh, anyway, the worst hangover that, I ever that had. worked? Oh, he what? drove the cars. He got us to the airport. We didn't pay him I, anymore. I, I was not happy. Yeah, it was. Glenn was like, uh, dude, well, "We had waited like fish out your twenty five dollars." We had waited like two hours to get a cab True to the airport in Indianapolis. It was a Jeez. disaster. Forty five dollars. Guy finally showed up. He's like, "It's forty five bucks." We gave him fifty. We drove about seven miles. The airport was ten. He stopped at a stoplight and said, "It's yep. another twenty five dollars." That was talking about another twenty. We already agreed to this. We already agreed to a number to get to the airport. That was the way that was going to go. The worst hangover I had was the Charlotte one. That one was the, <laughs> which is amazing because you would have think it was the Providence trip, but it wasn't. It was the Charlotte trip. You were singing. Maryland played for a state. You were. S- I remember because I was. I was. It was my hour to whatever you want to call what we did, DJ or yeah. whatever. Whatever it was. We were doing we were doing live hits like we were doing a, a an event or something. Like we, and, well, and I got the microphone. Yeah. You had it for an hour, and I wandered yeah. around. Then I came over and I'm like, giving me the mic, and it's nine o'clock. Yeah. And I got the mic, and I'm you know, hey everybody, welcome in here. We're at you know Schmedley's Bar and Grill, Ravens. It was Drink Dale Specials. Earnhardt Jr.'s bar. Okay. Whatever that, whatever it was. And you came over and said, "Get in the microphone real quick." <laughs> I said, "Okay, here, here's Glenn Clark. You guys know Glenn, don't you?" Hey. You guys let me talk. Let me do the Maryland fight song. Oh, <laughs> Maryland. And you're singing the Maryland fight song. And everyone's like, who is this guy? And I said, give me the mic back. And you're like, I'm good. And you walked out to the middle of the hall. And there was that girl that showed up that you yeah, knew. Yeah, I ruined that. I messed that up good. Well, yeah. Messed that up good. I'll tell you how you messed it up. By vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. That That's how you messed it up. Got a phone call the next day. <laughs> got a... Gotta thought you were coming back to my place last night. Oh, eh, that's a shame. That's a real that, shame. I that episode in Carolina was insane. That's also where John got mad at me. He did. He tried to uh, fight you in the locker room. I got in a fist. I, but I, uh, D, uh, what's his name? Uh, rest in peace, Darren Sanders. Yeah, Darren Sanders grabbed. Is it Darren Sanders? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Darren kind of grabbed me, and he goes, "Drew, just go on out here a second. And I walked down the hall, and he, he's like, "Just." He's like rubbing my neck. He's like, just calm down, man. Just, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the one that right. started this. John yelled at me in front of the whole team. Right. He's like, I know, man, but just calm down. I'm like, go tell John to calm down. Yeah, there was, there was that. Ozzy rubbed the back of my neck. He's, I was literally sitting in the press box like this that day. <laughs> it was a tough scene. Like that. 
And Ozzy came up from behind and rubbed the back of my neck and said, is how we're doing things? It was a bad scene. That Charlotte trip was bad. It was bad. There were 30,000 Baltimore people. Oh, my God. It was insane. It was insane. I've never seen a stadium ever like that in my life. It was bad. And and right. it It was half full. The stadium, but it was only Ravens fans. Carolina was like four and eight at yeah, the time. It was bad. We were nine and three or whatever. The weather was good. It was it was insane. Yep. The whole town was, was Ravens. Was nuts. All right, we got to we got to go. Do the tidbit. Can we can we do the tidbit? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh. So Jimmy Butler uh in that forty for forty uh from the free throw line that the Heat had. They're called also, 30, they're called record. thirty for thirty. It's a film series that. No, 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 no. They so they, it's a new thing. Forty for forty. From the free throw line, and that broke a forty-year record uh, that the Utah Jazz set in nineteen eighty-two, and Jimmy Butler tie is now tied for second for the most made free throws without a miss. Do you think you can name the no. person who went Zero twenty-four for twenty-four? I can. Who? who? Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant. <laughs> Not nailed it. Nailed it. It is. It was James Harden in twenty nineteen. Sure. And he was now tied with Dominic Wilkins, and who did it in nineteen ninety two. Dominique. Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins. Yes. Dominic. Dominic. Old Dominic. Uh, and then uh, can you guys name the there's seven receivers what we were talking about earlier. That <laughs> tell me tell me you're twenty four without telling me you're twenty four. Old, Domin- old Dominic Wilkins. It's Dominique Wilkins, guys. It's Dominique. Yeah, no, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> that we were talking about old receivers. There's seven receivers who are thirty three. Pizza over on, on Harvard <laughs> right. Road. Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey. That's right. Name the seven NFL receivers that are thirty three years old or older. Right now, that in are the league. Yeah, in the league. Sean Jackson, end of list. There are only seven of them. Oh, he got in released. Entire, he's not. League. He's not on. He, he, he counts. He counts. Right. Well, he played this year. He shouldn't. Okay. He played this year. They played okay. this year. Okay. They played this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that are what age? Thirty three. Thirty three or older. Yeah. Uh, uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb is only thirty two. How the hell is Randall Cobb like only thirty two? Right. How about Robert Woods? Uh, Robert Woods, thirty years old. AJ Green. AJ Green. He is thirty four. Okay. He'll be here next year. Oh, <laughs> probably. One of them is mostly special teamers who who, who well, is listed as a count. receiver. Just tell us who it is. And Matthew Slater is the oldest. He's 37. Okay. So that's the top three right there. Slater. And do we know who these DJ, other people Oh, Julio DJ. Jones. Yes, Julio Jones is 33. Okay. Two guys with uh, relationships with the Cowboys. Two guys with relationships. One with is the, like, currently they... on the Cowboys. One uh, Oh, T.Y. On Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. And okay. then this guy played, like I think, two weeks earlier in the season for Tampa Bay. Slot receiver. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, also Cole Beasley. 33 years old. And then Andre Roberts uh, played uh, three games for the Carolina Panthers. He's 34 years old. And those are the seven. What you're saying is that Drew's point is that you don't employ receivers after like, if that's your list. Yeah. Yeah. They're I guess that's the point. Stop man. employing I mean, I, receivers I, after 33. Right. And I would just say, like, this is the thing that they're confronting. Oh, with T.Y. These. Hilton. I don't know. Maybe, no. Maybe something there. No, no, no. This is what you're confronting. Yep. Go and look, give the Dolphins credit or any of these teams credit that. Were receiver challenged? They, they. This is the Eagles and AJ Brown. Like well, they, but I mean, even Buffalo with Diggs. They, I mean, now, right now, this comment I'm going to make about Minnesota might not hold water because of the Jefferson thing. But like, you would have to say, like, these teams that gave away these receivers are insane. Yeah, the but, but Minnesota's but they, the only example of one. But they did what the Ravens didn't do. They gave up their receiver and, and re- immediately right. correct. But you just would say, like, you, to the Packers right. and to these teams that willingly, it's the same thing yeah. we just argued about with Antonio Brown. I mean, Ant- Hollywood Brown. Brown. Hollywood yes. Brown. Um, you, when you, I think the only way that you're going to get one of these guys, really high-quality guys, you got to trade for them. I just don't see that the history of drafting them doesn't work out, and uh-huh. and they and and I like here's a guy that comes to my mind because he was a good receiver in college who's bounced around a little bit in the NFL. Like Amari Cooper is a guy. 
if you could get Amari was, Cooper, you'd bend over backwards. But think about this. He's on his third team? I understand fourth that. Team? Fourth team in eight years? Nine years? Uh, third team. Third team. Yeah. yeah, Raiders, Cowboys, Browns. Okay. Yeah, third team. Third team. Yeah. In how many years? Yeah, whatever, seven, eight years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, you... Right, but the Cowboys what? gave up a first-round pick for him, and they it was very much worth them giving up a first-round pick for him. Like they got I, I understand. I'm saying ordinary like, when, out of but him. when you but they whoever but the Raiders drafted him mm-hmm. and well they said eh, eh. how did it work out for the Raiders? Right. They needed a wide. They didn't like they, this. They is, just got what it took them they, four years correct. to get another one. Like this right. is the this you is got to trade for these guys. If you have the opportunity to, I hear you. You just have to. I, I, but now it conflates with your DeAndre Hopkins argument about 33. Like, but, that, but yeah, but I would say there seems to be mm-hmm. a line that these guys get to. Right. Now, with Hopkins, he's got two years left at $34 million. Mm-hmm. You might say, we can get two more good years out of him, mm-hmm. and then we're, we're kind of done. Okay. Right? So what's that worth to you? I, I uh, Who's going to be the quarterback? <laughs> these are all relevant questions. They're not – you're – you know what? This is you've actually finally gotten there. You finally got. Well, there. who's going to be the quarterback, right? If you're if, and if you're a receiver, but it, you know what? But it, if you're a receiver, right? Now, some of these guys can be traded without permission or mm-hmm. without having to agree to it. But if you're a receiver, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And this gets into the Greg Roman argument, who I think we all know won't be back. It. If you're a receiver, why would you want to come here? Honestly. Forget our purple bias, and we love Lamar. Like, if you're a receiver, right. why if, don't? Why would you come here? Well, if it's and that it, it really does go back to that. If if Greg because Roman, it isn't Greg if Roman. it's a Greg Roman offense, it's been this way forever. Let's be honest. But not as dramatic as this. Not this dramatic. Uh, I think I disagree with that. It's, no, they've always prioritized running, but not to this extent. The Greg Roman thing in eleven, twelve, and thirteen, we had some competent guys. Yes. Other than that, receivers have always been but, challenged. But there's a difference between you know why they wouldn't want to do it versus why the Ravens weren't doing it. Those are two different questions. But if you're right? a wide receiver, yes, and you're a, a free agent wide receiver, forgetting dismissing our debate about. By the way, it's two thirty. I got to go get Lucy it's, from school. It's unbelievable. Um, dismissing. I, 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 what are we doing? I, dis- I blame. I blame you, but I know I have to blame myself. But, uh, but we're talking sports. Kind of. There's people like Proctor we, we who just wait. To this stuff. We can just wait until the um, uh, Lamar Jackson practice. Uh, yeah, and just go live throughout the day until right, right. we get that. But if, if you're a wide receiver, tell me why you'd come here. There, there's 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 nothing here money. for you. Money is the answer, right? The, like, okay, but, that, but that's the but reality. You're get, uh, but it's the reality where the Ravens find themselves. You have to be willing to say. Who was the biggest free agent this offseason? Allen Robinson went to the Rams. No, Jack. No, Allen Robinson wasn't the biggest free agent this offseason. Sure, he was. Offseason of wide receiver. Sure, he was. I, did he get more money than Christian Kirk got? I think. I don't know. I don't, Kenny Galladay just went to the Giants. He hadn't, didn't catch a touchdown pass it, for two years. Christian Kirk, I think, got the most money. Okay. But Allen Robinson, the Rams coveted him, and and maybe the offshoot of that was that they wanted Cooper. That if Cup is healthy, that frees Robinson up, right? If that that's the argument. Oh, if they're going to key on Cooper Cup, right. which we know they are, right? Robinson will catch 150. Right. Well, but Cooper Cup got hurt. Like I mean, there, there's a bunch of things right, that right, went right. wrong there. But if but if you're so if you're Allen Robinson, you had all kinds of reasons to want to go to L.A. Sure. Of course. My gosh. 100%. Just yes. won the division, got a competent quarterback, have an offensive-minded coach, have a wide receiver that's going to get all of the heat. Yep. Why would you come to Baltimore? 
as a free agent? Yeah. And and if you say money, it, it's it. Th- that's the only but, thing that. But, it, but that's why they would have to offer more money. Other teams are going to. They'd have to offer more than the other teams did. Like that's the but reality. They offer me fifty million more. Well, I mean, not fifty million. I'm but not coming get, there. I understand what you're saying, and yes, your ba- the ba- the bigger <sighs> argument of this is why you trade for wide receivers. Absolutely, and in hindsight, it's the infuriating part about the number of times that a receiver was available for a reasonable price, and they seemed to be unwilling to do it. Like all it cost you for Stephon Diggs was a first round pick. Uh, that's insane. Like, right? What was that? Now, again, we're going to say, I'm going to interject this, that there's no guarantee that Stefan Diggs would come to Baltimore and do what he's done in Buffalo. Of course not. Of right. course there's no guarantee. Right. Obviously there's no guarantee. But right. the, the, someone's pure talent, I would take my chances on it, right? Like, Anquan Bolden didn't do in Baltimore what he did in Arizona. Not close. But what he did in Baltimore, that version of it, won them a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. Sure. You know, he, he like. Was, I mean, at that point, he was a top 10 receiver in the league. Correct. But he still wasn't. You look at his production, you'd right. say, well, he wasn't the guy he was in Arizona. And Arizona's putting up over 1,000 yards because they threw the ball a million times. Right. Like they, all they ever did was throw the ball in Arizona. Right. Came to Baltimore where they didn't throw the ball nearly well, as didn't much. have a quarterback. He was okay. Uh, <laughs> they came to Baltimore. They didn't throw the ball nearly as much. I love to fight about him. Uh, I, I, uh, the same way that I'd fight about anything at this point. You used to it's love a, to fight about It's a, a fight about the idea that it's better to have a quarterback than not have a quarterback. Like, the idea... Tell that to the 49ers. They, they've got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback. <laughs> By accident. By fine. They've got it. That guy's a quarterback, that man. It's unreal. Unbelievable, that guy's a quarterback. It's accuracy. you got to go. Tubular is brought to you by whatever it's brought. I don't even the show know. show it, it ended an hour ago. <laughs> Mike, and we still have to play segment number one. Of the I better be getting overtime for this. Yeah, count on it. Just let me let me know in a couple weeks. If Olsen, it showed up. you owe me for this. You can cash in on the Ravens-Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. Sign up and bet $20 with Caesar Sportsbook and automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20 and get another $100 to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now and start winning. I do have one thing real quick. Oh, God! I No, I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, and if I have six seats left to go to the Palestra on February the 4th. I don't know you're going to the Palestra. Yeah, I got a group going to the Palestra. I got six Jeez. seats left. If you've never been to the Palestra. What's the game? I don't even uh, know the game Cornell is. and Penn. Okay. I'll be in Disney. Leave Calvert Hall at 2. Get up there. Get a cheesesteak. Watch the game. Come home. Back home Wait, by 9, nine o'clock. Where are you going? This, this, this matters to me. Where are you planning on going for? There's 12 places right around but Penn. But there's one that matters. Okay, but you, you can go there. Okay. February 4th, if you want to go, email me, 18 in a row at gmail.com. I got six seats left on the bus. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, tonight, I got to go. Tonight, Towson's of Delaware, 7 o'clock in Flow Hoops. Drew, Drewsmorningdish.com. Jeez. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, you can say that for this game, though. Loyola's at Bucknell at 7 That's o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Lafayette's at Navy at 7 as well. Big Ten Hoops tonight. Indiana, Penn State at 7. Rutgers, Northwestern at 9, both on Big Ten Network. The rest of the college basketball, find at glennclarkradio.com. NBC Sports Washington Bulls Wizards at 7, ESPN Bucks Hawks 7.30, Suns Nuggets at 10, NBC Sports Washington Plus Caps Flyers at 7, TNT for Predators Maple Leafs 7.30, Sharks Kings at 10, TBS AW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, Let's see, Star Wars Bad, Bad Batch Episode 3 sure. on Disney Plus. That's big. Yep. Willow Season Finale also on Disney Plus. All right. Special Forces is on Fox, the uh, the celebrities doing the world's toughest test thing. Um, other than that, not not a whole lot. Pedro Pascal's on Fallon, Brian Cranston's on Kimmel. 
Um, Alexandra Diadario and Paul Dano are on James Corden, and then Jan- Janelle Monae is on Colbert. I do love Janelle Monae. Very yes. good. All right. Thanks today to Drew Forrester, I guess. Thanks also to Kadri Esmail and to Paul Johnson. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, our friend Melissa Kim from WBAL is going to sit in with us tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, Mike Golick is going to join us tomorrow. He's doing Westwood One for the game, and we'll make picks. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costa Sin, Maryland Jockey Club, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Can we do a wellness check on Carson? Make sure he's... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll check. I don't know. I mean, like if, if he's just coming in tomorrow, it's fine. I just, I don't know. Um, thanks to Rami for stopping by as well this morning as well. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Towson, go Loyola, go Navy. Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show with segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night at Guilford Hall Brewery. And welcome into the Tyus Bowser Show. We are live at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. There we go. That's more like it. That's more like it. Before the show, I kept asking for it. All we had it to do was, was say the show started. And it, it was dead. dead right? Uh, uh, Rita and Glenn with you alongside the host of your program. Please make some noise again for Mr. Tyus Bowser. It's good to see you, buddy. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Good to be back together. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. The Tyus Bowser Show, of course, is... Uh, brought to you by our great partners like Maryland Vascular Specialists and the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgater home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get $100 off on your pre-order by using the promo code TAILGATE. Tyus, um, you, before we get to your guest, do we have to like do something? Do we have to personally, Rita and I, drive out to Cincinnati and take care of Jackson Carmen? Like, what do we need to do about that? <laughs> do we have to... Because you know I will. Right. Oh, you I know understand. you will. I know you will. All right. Like, we're, we're your guys. We got this. Yeah. Nah, man. Nah. I just, I knew what he was on, and I just let him have it. You know what I'm saying? What just... was he on? What exactly? <laughs> Tell me what he was on. I mean, you know, we don't get too many snaps. You know, you got to make the Ooh. most of them. So, for me... I knew what he was doing because I want to say a few plays before he shoved me in the back after the play. So I was like, okay, I know what he on. And then I seen Joe Burrow throw the ball away and I'm like, okay, we're good. But he kept going. I'm like, in that whole moment, I'm like, I know what he's on. So I'm like, I'm going to just chunk him down on the floor and then we'll just kind of go from there. But <laughs> Well, clearly your teammates had your back. And oh, yeah, they had I was all back. the way in Baltimore, but I had your back too. Yeah. So I just I'm want sure, you to I'm know I'm sure that. you was all over the screen. You know you I was. You have no idea. Yelling. You have no <laughs> clue. She's ready. She is ready to fight, like to fight that man. Yeah, and by man. the way, she'd take him. Like, oh, I'm sure she can. I'm sure she can, but She'd nah. take him. He was, I don't know what he was on, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll see him again. We don't have to worry too much about Nah. All right, all right. Because we're, 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 I just want you to know we're ready. Oh, I already know. We're all ready, right? Like, we're really, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you brought another great guest out tonight. Let's introduce the man to your left. Shoot, out of Notre Dame, man. This guy's our first round pick. You know, a guy who's really showing himself and is definitely going to flourish in this league for this team, man. And excited to have him here, man. That's Kyle Hamilton. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Kyle, thank you so much for coming out, man. It's great to see you. Um, dude, I, 
I know that like adjusting to the NFL, it can sometimes take a little bit. Uh, I think it took you all of what, like two weeks? And then all of a sudden you were just a freaking superstar in this league, man? Like, what, what, how did it happen so quickly for you that you were just so comfortable in your own skin and playing against this level of competition? Uh, I think it definitely helped me um, at the beginning of the season when I wasn't playing so well. I definitely had like... I was going to leave that part out. No, nah, cool you, you got it. I mean, everybody who watched the game probably knew that. And uh, I think it was like Miami game. I was probably like one of the worst games I've played. Um, just had mental laps and stuff like that. And that's when it definitely clicked in my head like this isn't college. This isn't high school anymore. You got to do more, um, ask more questions, just be more in tune on the game plan and everything. And then my outlook from then on kind of changed a little bit. And week by week, uh, still wasn't perfect, still not perfect now, but I'm just stacking, stacking games. Pretty we close. Always hear, sorry, we always hear about the, the, how the speed of the game changes when you get to the pros. Right. Was that something that took a minute for you to adjust to, and then it, you got the ball rolling, or do you just think it was more of some mental errors? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, uh, the NFL playbook, especially Ravens defensive playbook, is a lot deeper than a lot of other playbooks out there. And um, physically, speed of the game, like I said, Miami's got two of the fastest dudes in the league. So, I mean, it's definitely hard to adjust when your second game, Tyreek Hill is sprinting at you straight forward ahead. So, um, I mean, it was a learning experience, but I feel like I've kind of I've moved on. I've grown, grown since the beginning. So, Tyus is not the petty type. Are you... The type that, like, you know, went back, remembered things that people had said about you during those first couple weeks of the season and <laughs> felt the need to maybe remind them a little bit. Like, are you the type? Uh, I mean, I, I see, see some of the stuff, but I try not to be on Twitter and stuff like that cause, and try not to respond because at the end of the day, that's what critics want out of you, just you to respond and acknowledge them. So uh, I don't give them the, the satisfaction of doing that and just kind of try to do my own thing. You're definitely, Tyus, like, we know you as being the uber professional. Was there ever a time in your life where you were a little bit pettier, Tyus? Like, was there ever a time in your life where you might have been that guy that was aware of what people were saying about you and willing to go after him a little bit? Um, a little bit. I mean, we're all human. You know, when you always hear people talking, um, you know, that's always in the back of your mind. And uh, I feel like that's just been me ever since I got here. You know, people doubt me, oh, he's not a starter, oh, he's a sixth-round, seventh-round pick, free-agent guy. He ain't going to last in this league. You know, you hear that type of stuff, but all of that just motivates me. And you just find ways to kind of motivate yourself. And, you know, I find those little things along with, like, people who support me, like everyone that's here today, my family, that, you know, wants to see me thrive and wants to see me do well. And that's what helped me go out each and every Sunday to go out there and play my best. It's been all right. It's been all right. It is the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box and 105.7 The Fan from Guilford Hall Brewery here in Station North, which is not only a brewery, but also a full-service restaurant and event venue. Guilford is excited to announce that their new whiskey bar with handcrafted cocktails and Spanish tapas will be opening soon. Wow, I'm excited for that. Their Crown Hall space where we are currently located um, right on the top, it can accommodate weddings, mitzvahs, company gatherings, so much more. Guilford launched their monthly Stein Club with their first beer pairing dinner last week. Benefits of the club include an engraved Stein happy hour all the time. 
15% off merch, 25% off kegs, and more. Find out more at guilfordhall.com. Rita is literally going to sign up for all of that immediately. <laughs> because Just if you don't know, Rita is a regular at Guilford Hall. Just the whiskey. The Just whiskey. the whiskey. That's Just the, the, that's the part. Kyle was telling there. us before we started the show, you told us, you know, when you got your first drink, was it at a bar? Uh, nah, I was, so I turned 21 this year, uh, March 16th. And I went to a gas station. You went to a gas station? I went to a gas station Wait. and bought like a beer. My first, <laughs> my first alcoholic purchase uh, as a 21 year old. Wait a second. What, what gas station just sells like single beer? <laughs> it was in Georgia somewhere. Oh, I just, I just bought a. I don't even know what it was. It was probably like a little 12 ounce Bud Light, but it felt good to buy a buy Please a beer. Please tell me, you were, were you with friends at least? Like, nah, yeah, I was with okay. friends. I was with friends. They wanted to go with me for my first, my first alcoholic purchase. But they didn't want to take you to like a nice establishment. I'm low maintenance, so I just needed to get it, just whatever they had. <laughs> Did you drink the beer? Do you even remember drinking it? I don't even think I, I think I just wanted to buy it. Okay. I don't even think I drank it. For novelty purposes. Yeah, I got exactly. You. It's about exercising the right you now have to do so. Like, I <laughs> right, understand right. that. I'm with a, that. A better place to celebrate your 21st birthday would be right here at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Definitely would. For the whiskey. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Great beer selection, too. Uh, all right, so we started talking about Jackson Carmen, but just in general, Sunday, it seemed a little, I don't know, chippy. Seemed a little... Like, there was something going on there. You and I, we talked earlier this year about, like, the Bengals becoming more of um, a rival in recent seasons and there being a little bit more there. Were, were you feeling, like, a little bit of, of something, not just from, you know, Jackson Carmen, but, like, in general, that there was just a little bit more, I don't know, there on Sunday? Yeah, yeah I feel like, I feel like kind of with the whole situation with the NFC, with the AFC North thing and, um, there was a little talk outside of that as well that we noticed, and we kind of just wanted to kind of send a message to let them know that we're going to come with it Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. So um, it got a little chippy, but I feel like that's just part of the game, and, you know, you got two high competitors who wants to win, who wants to do great, and, you know, it's going to come moments when you get a little chip, you're going to get at each other's faces, and that's what make the – that's what made the game great. With that in mind, I know you didn't win this one, yeah. but do you feel like the message was sent based on particularly how you guys played on that side of the ball going into this playoff rematch? Um, I feel like for us as a defense, as a team, we, we know where we're at. We know where we're at against them, and we're confident. We're feeling good about it, and we're looking forward to this Sunday, you know, actually playing for – you know, all of it for, for it all, you know, when you're in playoffs, this is where it matters because, you know, it's do or die. So these guys are locked in. They excited, man. They're looking forward to the Sunday playing again in Cincinnati. Uh, Kyle, obviously, this is your first season in the league, right? Like getting a taste of this stuff. You know, obviously, everybody talks about Ravens Steelers, but now Ravens Bengals. Like, you know, at Notre Dame, I feel like you're rivals with everybody. I feel like that's typically uh, right. yeah. the way that it works in college. But too right like you you had the opportunity of getting both sides you won one game at home and then you lost one away so do you feel comfortable yet in this rivalry and then you got to turn around and play them all over again yeah I feel I feel like games like last week where it's like a lot of trash talk going back and forth I feel like that gets you more immersed in the rivalry and like makes you feel like you're more of a part of it because um, early in the season like 
I felt like I didn't have time to trash talk. Like, I was too worried about what I was doing. Mm. Like, I didn't want to take myself off my Wait, game. are you a trash talker? Nah, not really. I talk if somebody talks to me, but I try to stay focused at the task at is hand. Is he telling the truth, Taz? I think he is. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. But uh, I think games like Sunday, you got to appreciate because uh, I don't know if you feel the same way about this, but coming from college, I feel like dudes talk more in college um, than the league because I feel like when you're out there playing, it kind of feels more like I'm trying to get my job done kind of thing. I feel like in college there's more – surrounding like theatrics going on mm-hmm. but i mean a game like sunday just felt like old school football and you you know in between plays this and that said and uh makes you get more into the game i feel like that was kind of needed is it is there some like actual bad blood at this point like is there probably i would say yeah I mean, and it's, it feels weird right because it, it, we're used to seeing the ravens being the team that feels like the confident i don't want to use the term bullies but but i feel like now the Bengals are the ones that's using a lot of words. And nothing has come from you guys. I haven't heard anything. You know, they're, they're on record saying, oh, I just felt like there were some cheap shots going on. And, you know, we're upset about this coin flip. And meanwhile, we, we heard nothing from your side. Is that purposely? Like, do you, are you just saying, like, look, we're, we're going to do our business, all that trash talking. Is it relevant at the end of the day? I mean, for us as a team, man, we really just want to go out there and play football. Um, I guess us as an organization, we don't put ourselves in that situation of, you know, having words affect different type of stuff. We we let our play do the affecting, you know. So with whatever's going on, I mean, they can say what they want to say. And if that's them, that's them. But for us, we just going to keep quiet and we're going to let our past do the talking. Do you let any of it come out during the, like, dudes coming at you, taking cheap shots, something like that. Do you let any of that? No, nah, you, nah. You're totally... Cause I mean, I feel like I'm in year six. I didn't see I didn't see it all at this point, and I know when somebody is doing something, I'm like, okay, I see what he's on. Like I like I said right. with the guy this past week, he shoved me in my back, and I'm like, nobody else ain't did that. Everybody playing football, you might you might work a little bit after the whistle, but after that, like we're going in our huddle, and it's the next snap. But you got a guy who comes in, you finish the play, you running, you will, you're literally away from the play. And you just running back in the huddle and he shoving you in your back. It's like, okay, I see what he's on, you know. And then now you pretty much got like a red dot on this guy. So now you know to come with it next time you see him. Is there ever like a condescending laugh that you give in that moment? Like, no, okay. it's, it's more, well, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It's normally in my mind, you know. Or I'll just be like, okay, I see how it is. Or, oh, that's what you want. So then now I got to match that energy. I appreciate that. I also like how that you like you kind of admitted it's a little bit more fun. Right? Yeah, it like, is. It is. It's, it's definitely fun, man. I mean, this game is just it's just cool to be around because you got all different types of personalities, different types of players, and they play all differently. So it's cool to be a part of that. And like I said, it's a kid's game, man. You you want to come out here and compete against each other and try to be the best, and that's what makes it fun. Kyle, there's a lot of dudes in this, that entered this league this year that are sitting at home watching football this week. What does it mean to you to be in a place to start your career where you get to play in the playoffs already? Yeah, I mean, it's a privilege, honestly, because, I mean, we see how easy it is to be in the playoff picture and then right out at the same time. Um, I think, like, the Dolphins were pretty much guaranteed to go to playoffs Great a few point. weeks ago, and they just snuck in with the win, so... Um, you never take anything for granted. One thing I've learned about this league is every single game is going to be a good game. Um, I don't think 
we haven't blown anybody out nor had a blowout this year, have been blown out this year. So you're going to be playing until the uh, clock in the fourth quarter hits zeros. And I think it just goes to show the talent in the league and how blessed we are and lucky we are to be in a position uh, to go win a Super Bowl. It's awesome. I low-key want to shout out the Dolphins for uh, not allowing the Steelers to go to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> it's always, always, a good, always a good day when your can, division rival doesn't make it to the dance. I think we can all get behind that for sure. All right, uh, one more on Cincinnati, and then we move forward, right? The weirdness of playing a team in back-to-back weeks. Yes. Like, how much do you guys think about that going in? We know not everybody was playing on Sunday. We know there was stuff going on there. But, like, is it a little odd to be doing that, turn around, playing the same team? Are there things that you don't want to do in the first game because you think you might be playing them in the second game? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's all, it's all schematic, man, especially, like, this week where we know we're going to play them again. It's like, why are we throwing everything out for them to see when we're going to see them again when – this game really doesn't matter. Yeah, the next one really matters. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. But for us, we just go out there and play football. And, you know, whoever we play next is who we play next. And we got to be prepared regardless. If we play, you know, them again, we play them again. And then we play them the next week. We got to be ready. I hope. I don't know how that's scenario. I don't know, I don't know how that would work, too. But I have no idea. It's been crazy. This, this NFL schedule is different. Hey, I saw you uh, playing catch before the game with our guy Trippy, who's out here tonight. Yeah. I saw yeah, Trippy uh-huh. made it. You, yeah. I think a couple times this year you've managed to find Trippy in the crowd. At the yeah, man. He, he's loyal. I appreciate that, man. He, I, I see him in all different types of places. I just – he – He's like a sore thumb. He he's very noticeable, <laughs> and he gonna be right there. So I, I really appreciate that. Do you guys like that when when you go on the road and you see familiar faces like Trippy or you yeah. know other guys? Does it make you feel like okay they they representing here? They're they're with us. Does that feel good? Yeah, it feels good, man. Okay. It lets you know that you have some loyal fans out here who you know ride or die for you, regardless if you winning or losing, and you know. They be out in the cold, in the rain, wherever it may be. Like, you know you got loyal fans out here, so that means a lot. Love that, man. I love that. All right, make some noise one more time. Tyus Bowser, Kyle Hamilton are out here with us. Hey, you can cash in on the Ravens-Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Sign up and bet $20 with Caesars Sportsbook and automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20 and get another $100 to play with. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now to start winning. A couple things that we've seen since the last time that we talked to you. You were showing off your soccer skills. You had some cool cleats. We got, we got stuff we got to deal with with you when we come back in. We are live at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Press Box on 105.7 The Fan. It's the Tyus Bowser Show.